Welcome everyone to another episode of Casual Master Quest. I'm here. I'm Booyah. your host. Booyah, Glenn Houston, uh, with my two lovely, wonderful co-hosts, Nick and Tyler. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How are you guys today? Oh, I'm just Jack, Jack skeletoning it over here a little bit. Just, just uh, trying to make Christmas out of uh, middle of July. Not really Halloween, but they did make a movie out of that. So I mean, it's it's a sound concept, I think. You know, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Uh, sorry, Tim Burton. Tim Burton uh, did a amazing job with that movie. But honestly, it's like I feel like if it wasn't for the fact that Halloween is Halloween even uh, international, if you will, of a holiday, isn't it like restricted mostly to the uh, states? It's not even a holiday. It's it's just it's, a it's it's Hallow's Eve is all it is. It's just like it's like a. I think it's technically based on like a quote unquote pagan Wiccan. It's like a sub. It's a solstice thing that we just decided to. St- it's the day when the spirit world is said to be the closest with the physical world, and so we decided to celebrate All Hallows Eve, Halloween. And uh, that's where you get the fifty percent off on all packs made with patrons because the uh, deal is so smooth to make during that day. Uh, <laughs> so Nick, you, you say it's not even a holiday. Are you just saying in general or over the, in uh, Canada? I, is it a statutory holiday in the states? Do you get the day off? So it's, it's not, not a, a holiday. Federal, I mean, it's not a federal state. holiday, but yeah. I mean, my work company just uh, sent me an announcement saying that they no longer observe every holiday. So I mean, I'd like to give a little bit more credit than that at that point. And there's a lot of schools that go as far as like uh, taking like September 15th off or whatever it was the, for uh, deer hunting. What? And it's like we we don't call we don't call yeah have you not heard of that uh, is like that when deer season starts Mich- uh, someday in uh, September where uh, a lot of schools like they get so many sick calls pretty much on because kids are going with parents to go hunt deer uh, that they just they say screw it they uh, they make it a holiday that day they take the whole damn day off I know that I do know that too because my mom's a teacher as well that they get an allotted amount of days per year and so the school board can just you know instead of taking Columbus Day off or something some random you know, day that doesn't really deserve a full day off of school. They just do something like yeah. that, which sort of makes sense. And deer are superbly overpopulated in most places in the United States. So that's actually kind of good. Um, yes, it is. Because uh, my oh my, was it a sight to see up here in northern Michigan, uh, especially during uh, breeding season, which uh, to this day, it's been a constant, actually almost a meme between me and Nick here. Uh, Sorry, Nick and I, because I can English, uh, where we constantly look up when's the uh, gestation uh, periods of when deer give birth. And uh, I always forget if it's in the late fall or late spring, but uh, it, it gets rough. It gets rough. When all those uh, phones are out. Yes. Speaking uh, of your home, how, how are what have, what have you been up to in like real life outside of video game worlds, outside of Dungeons and Dragons? How has... Uh, Christmas in July and the surrounding events have been for you recently, Tyler. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, Glenn. Uh, honestly, uh, these past few weeks have been uh, pretty rough on the uh, the mental health with everything that's been going on. And uh, it, it just feels like between uh, life and work and all that, uh, I've been keep getting brought down in the, uh, the mood section. 
And uh, out of uh, sheer desperation, we joked about it last weekend about uh, on the podcast, I believe, about the idea of just saying, fuck it, we need a, we need a second Christmas. Uh, let's uh, let's do a second Christmas. Well, sure as shit, uh, that actually happened. Uh, I'm currently celebrating Christmas today, uh, trying to, uh, you know, get merry, enjoy my time with friends and uh, doing a great job because I'm with uh, you and Nick right now. Uh, we are super merry and... Uh, <laughs> Honestly, with uh, everybody at each other's throats and trying to bring each other down with uh, all the shit that's been going down, it's just, it's it's been rough, man. So hopefully uh, with a couple of presents and uh, me attempting, probably not going to make eggnog if we're going to be real, because uh, I was joking about it with the coworker. Uh, he's like, well, you probably can't buy eggnog, but you probably can make it. And like, I could. I don't like, dude, I burn cereal. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't think uh, I should be entrusted to make eggnog. Like, <sighs> what makes eggnog is it heavy cream egg maybe vanilla extract and whiskey uh i'm gonna say a shit ton of some kind of alcohol (laughs) to cover up the fact that i added way too much egg uh there was a time that i decided to make a uh an egg custard uh glazed over with a nice sweet sugar caramel and i know it's caramel but i like to say caramel uh and cherry laden with with cherry laden over the top it was exquisite. Like, uh, imagine, for me, in my head, it was like cheesecake, essentially. But, you know, an egg custard's a bit more uh, fluffier, softer. Uh, very nice in the, you know, to eat. Uh, whereas uh, cream cheese is a bit more rich, if you will, uh, with how uh, thick it is. And uh, when I made this, uh, this was back in, like, 2010, 2011. I decided that uh, I was going to do it, you know, reading this guide and discovered that there is, in fact, a difference between getting medium-sized eggs and large eggs. And so what I did essentially was add like two, three extra eggs because of the sheer size. And so when I bit into this beautiful looking, like it looked wonderful, Glenn. Uh, When I bit into this egg custard with cherries on top, and it turned out that I had a cherry-covered, glorified omelet. I was devastated. It tasted so much like eggs, it was heartbreaking. And so the idea that I'm supposed to be in charge of making eggnog is a... Uh, that's a no from me, dog. But, yeah, been celebrating Christmas nowadays. Uh, just trying to enjoy the day, spending some time with Nick. Uh, in the chat, specifically, uh, because uh, him and I didn't uh, get to have our christmas time together so so we didn't get to nick in the chat is now nick in your house yes that is correct uh, nick in the house yeah he uh, he got an upgrade on the rank (laughs) better watch out uh nick in the stream you uh you're gonna get challenged soon (laughs) not to give up your gym badge yeah that's why people call me lr oh because (laughs) wait wait did i miss Uh, the secret as to why you're called lr just now no, just I uh, meant as a joke as like there's no name clash. Ah, got it. Okay, uh, I'm okay. I'm I got here. scared for a horrible second because I'm like, we don't talk about that. Uh, but you know, enough about me, Glenn. Uh, much as I'd like to say it's Christmas right now and all that stuff, it's still the middle of summer. What's going on, dude? Uh, what's happening on your summer? Well, it's finally getting hot. Uh, when I because I had been in the living room with the AC on all morning with uh, relaxing with the wife, trying out uh, a new update for a certain game. Um, and uh, it was nice and cool. And I was like, all right, I'll go in there and, you know, get set down because we come down, come in a little early. And uh, it was 90 degrees in my bedroom. So I had to Holy shut it off. Holy shit. Yeah. And uh, 
It's warmer than that outside. Cook, slow cook a steak with that. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, so it's been getting warm. It's finally hot, which is fine because me and the wife just recently, um, one of our neighbors who we're, we're good friends with, she, uh, uh, has been saving for a long time and finally found uh, an opportunity to become a homeowner. And the place that nice. she bought, which I think she's in escrow right now, but, uh, all but, you know, all but moved in, um, she... It has, before she bought it, they renovated it. So instead of a th- being a three-bedroom, two-bath, it's a two-bedroom, one-bath on one side and a one-bedroom, one-bath on another side. So there's a separate unit with a different entrance. They even got it cleared up at the city, so it's got its own address, number, and everything. Um, but the beauty is is that it has basically an overflow central AC system. Um, nice. And so we're going to have actual central AC. We have new appliances we'll have our own washer and dryer in unit which sounds like not a big deal but it is a big deal because i've never had that living in LA. it is yeah uh we've had to go to the laundromat especially during COVID, is a you know it you know a wary time so uh you're in a, about a month and a half or so i think we're planning on being out um depending on how things go it could be as early as mid-july uh but could be as late as like early september so um also nice. we may be getting a dog uh, in the new place, so oh shit, yeah, no shit, that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, so it's a little smaller. We're losing even... a little square footage, but it's still going to accommodate us just nicely. Um, so and we'll have our own. I place. didn't see as much of a dog First person. Time. What? I didn't see as much of a dog person. Oh. Uh, like honestly, I thought you're more like a cat person. Oh, but I'm a huge dog person. <laughs> oh, you like big dogs? Or just you mean you're a huge fan of all dogs? Both. Uh. Di- I grew up having we we had German shepherds when I was a young person okay, growing nice. up, and so I had a shepherd nice. that I had to leave back home with my parents, uh, partially because I just wanted to have more space to run um, and be open and air, you know, in and free and have space. But also, I wasn't sure of how my run. final shit, but I wasn't sure about how my final financial situation would be here, what kind of living situation I would have. I didn't want to suffer in a, you know, a small apartment with. You know, and maybe she gets sick and I can't take her to the vet because I don't have the money. My parents had the money. They had just gotten another dog. Uh, so multiple dogs in one place is always good because they have company when the humans aren't around. Um, uh, but this place, what? our, our, our uh, now new landlord has a wonderful pit bull named Petey. So he will be whatever dog we get's friend. Um, and they have a backyard. We've got parking. It's not on a major road. So... Uh, on top of not having to worry about traffic sounds for streaming purposes, I will also have central AC that not does not blast my microphone. So uh, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. Um, for, like, first off, I want to say that the idea of getting a home when you live in Los Angeles or San Francisco is, like, especially right now with the trying times of COVID-19, almost seems like a pie dream. Uh, so the fact that you're able, like, they're able to do that in the first place is, like, mind-boggling. Well, the market has gone down significantly because a lot of people are, are being kicked out of these places. And the people True. that own them are kind of like, she, she even told us, she's like, I feel really bad getting a house right now. Part of it is that her family was willing to help her. Um, so it's not like right. she had all the money. She still has, like, the tw- you know, the 10 by 20 year mortgage or whatever. I don't know exactly what it is. But I know she hasn't just, like, she didn't just buy it outright. Um, but you know, it was like, a good chance I, to get that in is true. The, the uh, 
the fact that foreclosure is probably like on the underbelly of this otherwise very nice uh, story is kind of you know a bit dark if you yeah. will but well the good thing is uh, this place has been it's been renovated for i think they said it took them almost a year to get it completely transitioned so like it was being worked on yeah. long before covid happened so this is not a casualty per se of that uh market down tr- downfall or whatever but uh yeah at least there's that uh but other than that, I've been me and Sarah have been enjoying some uh, good new shows and movies on Netflix. Uh, one oh, that really like surprised what? me was Eurovision, which is a Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams movie about an Icelandic music pair who goes to the Eurovision song contest. And I was nice. pleasantly surprised by it, mostly by the music, honestly. Uh, but then also um, another one in that vein, uh, Hamilton. They had recorded a live performance of the Broadway version of Hamilton with the original cast in 2016 and had planned on releasing it. And they released it today um, on Disney Plus and we watched it and I cried a lot uh, and it was great. But then also there is a show called Unsolved Mysteries, which sounds a little on the nose. But the cool thing is, is that the mysteries are actually unsolved. Some of them are still open cases and they're using the platform of Netflix to try and make people aware of this so they can help solve the cases. So there's a website where if you know anything about the case, you can reach out and try and help them. Pretty wild, actually. Uh, If not, I'm not going to say that's dark. I mean, it's still dark technically, but the idea that uh, we're, we're moving from the old, uh, mid nineties idea of, uh, you know, throwing a face on the side of a carton of milk, uh, to like being able to use a mass multimedia, like industry to do something like that. Right. I think uh, it's a wonderful like, use of the platform. It's really, I think it's, yes, it is. you know, like on top of the fact that it's really well done, they do a great job of presenting it in an interesting way. Um, cause I think as sad as it is, if it didn't capture people's attention, they wouldn't care as much. Um, but it, you know, that's not really a worry because it is, it's done very well and hopefully it will help bring some light to some of these things. I just hope trolls don't go, oh yeah, no, I know about this and then go give them false leads and stuff like this, but I'm sure they have. It does stink that, uh, if it wasn't for the production value, uh, people probably wouldn't uh, like give it nearly as much, uh, attention as it deserves. But at the same time, like, uh, it's cool that people have enough time and effort to, uh, produce something like that where it, it's going to be both entertaining for people to watch, but also cast a net out to, you know, the country. And I guess to some extent, uh, you know, internationally trying to find some of these cases that yeah. just never been cracked. One of them is literally a case that was not solved by Interpol. So, uh, Jeez. and it's, uh, there in a lot of, in, in a lot of cases, it's a search for a person or something like that, whether or not they are a potential guilty party or, a person that has gone missing or something like that. Um, I don't know, man. It's really cool. But uh, enough about me. Nick, how are you, buddy? Let's I'm doing all right. Here. Thank God. Uh, I'm doing all right. It's been a slow week. Uh, no jobs. But okay. yeah, nothing really. Any, nothing any really nibbles at all? No, not at all. No? That's fair. Everything's kind of slow. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever gone fishing before, Nick? Nope. Oh, uh, it's okay. Like, I actually that? haven't. Like, have you ever been interested in doing something like that? Or is just just like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you see it, not for me kind of thing. What do you do? You just sit around for a couple of hours, stick in the water, drink some beers, it's be like, in nature, for somebody who's, If you're uninitiated to, like, the concept of, like, doing physical fishing, it is almost bizarre. Like, if you're a person that's like, I need to be doing something right now, and you just sit there like, 
you're you're supposed to wait until that bobber starts moving. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. I mean, this I is... mean, in theory, fishing sounds like my thing. But then, what am I like? I don't eat fish. I don't like fish. I don't want to be in nature. Like everything except like the surroundings of fishing sounds like a good time. Mm. Like well, a lot I of people use it for that. There like... for a few hours, listening to music and just like drinking whatever and just hanging out. But then I don't want to be surrounded by bugs. Even like give that opportunity to be surrounded by True. bugs. <laughs> um, and also, I don't eat fish, so I'd be catching the fish for no reason. I know I could just catch them and release them, but that just seems cruel. No, it's actually not that bad on them, honestly. They, they're the, uh, and I will say this just because I have a lot of family members who are very into fishing. Uh, on top of the fact that there are specific regulations when you get your license about certain times, certain fish you can't catch, and if you do, you have to release. And certain fish, if they're not above a certain size, you have to release them. Uh, so that they can really, you know, reach maturity and repopulate. Yeah. Uh, So, like, honestly, yes, it is a little painful for them to have the hook in their lip. But they, if you, if you're able to get it out and everything, or cut it out or whatever, that that skin there is so malleable and flexible. Sometimes they will tear it and mess it up just eating food. So like, okay, it's like biting your cheek, you know. Like, except right. it's a lot thinner. It's a very thin membrane, so it catches on the heavy bones through that thin skin. Uh, so more often than not, right. unless they swallowed it super far, <laughs> which is a pain in the butt to right. get out. But yeah, I never. Yeah, I only like ate pliers. one fish that I ever caught, and I had fished. I've probably went up before the age of sixteen. I fished a lot with my grandfather, um, but I always I mean, hated touching the fish. You know, unless it was a bass. Catfish freaked me out because they got a spine on their back that they can poke you mm-hmm. with and stuff. No, I'm right there with there's you, Nick. Two, Not my game. <laughs> really, like, I mean, there's casual fishing, mind you, which is probably what I got to do a lot as a kid and whatnot. But it seems like uh, nowadays it's basically e- either you're fishing for the, the sake of, like, hunting sport, if you will. Uh, you know, it's like, because when you catch a fish and you're hunting it, uh, you expect the fish to die because uh, you're, you're planning on throwing it on the grill. Maybe not die right there, obviously. You, you, you wait until you want to chop the head off and clean it up afterwards. Yeah. And then there's some people that like to fish for the sport of it. Well, it's like, I want to catch the biggest fish just to, you know, brag about it and put it on my Instagram or something because I'm a tool. But uh, <laughs> I, I guess, uh, like, I'm trying to remember one of the first times I fished... Uh, like Nick brought up that he didn't want to be surrounded by bugs. I think I was like six or seven years old. I was fishing with my dad and uh, there was a bee that came nearby and uh, I screeched. Uh, now, you got to understand, like six year old kids, uh, their voices aren't very deep at all. So when you hear like a six year old boy, uh, you know, scream, it, it's that, that shrill whistle sound that came out of me. And uh, I still remember to this day, my dad says, if you're going to scream, you better scream like a man. <laughs> and so I just remember whenever I see I be, I go, ah. <laughs> Just the idea that uh, that's what I have to do because, you know, God forbid, I didn't get hit with puberty for another eight years. I know. But, you know whatever. <laughs> have you been riding yeah. your bike more, though, Nick, or anything? Anything of kind of note, like just outside of video gaming? It should it should be about like 90 degrees right now, but it's still s- around 60. Oh, wow. For the last three weeks, it's been raining. When I'm fucking jealous. That's nice. Oh. So I haven't been able to take out my bike. Um, like, really, Sorry. nothing's going on. Huh. Well, did you? Um, I remember a while back too. You said you were probably going to be in the possible process of moving. Is that still happening, or no? That was if I couldn't find a roommate in time. But I did. But okay, I would. I think I want to live alone now. Anyways, uh, that's going to happen when I can actually work and save up and afford a place on my own. So, 
like even with the fishing thing like i looked briefly at the licenses a few years ago and like the equipment and stuff like i don't have the free money floating around to do that same thing with snowboarding i've lived here for like six years i can't go snowboarding because re equipment rentals are expensive like it would cost me about two to three hundred dollars just to rent out all the necessary equipment to go snowboarding plus also the ski pass or the, the like so there's just a lot that i can't do yet until i start working yeah hmm. oh, that's fair that's fair so yeah nothing else has happened this week that's cool well yeah. let's talk about video games because we are a video game hell, podcast hell yeah I think Nick. Give them, uh, uh, nice video games that can deep let's, let's play. A, let's pull a Magic: The Gathering thing here. I know this is a common thing in some board games, but you do. You start. Whoever starts, you go to the end, and then that person gets to go again, and then you go backwards. So Nick, since you were the last to share about your real life, why don't you give us a little insight into what you've been playing this week? Uh, sure. I picked up um, a few games from the Steam Summer Sale. Um, three games specifically. Two of them I got to play. Assassin's Creed Origins, which I talked a little bit about last week. Didn't really make too much progress from how much I, I think I've now got. No, actually, I think uh, compared to when I talked about it, I have like 16 hours in it now. Oh, nice. Um, I'm going to pull it up here. 18 hours. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Um, 7 out of 10. Like... It's just it's a it's it's a it's a big game. It's a bigger game than I was expecting, and there's just a few things that bother me. Like some of the animation, some of the textures just doesn't seem complete, um, which is honestly par for the course for Ubisoft. Like some of the animations are weird. Um, weird? How so? They're just not complete. They just look. They feel very stiff. They just don't look like they like it was like, a beta. It's like lacking fluid animation or something. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, and then, um, it's just, I think, because it's the start of the, the new style, like, the way they're taking Assassin's Creed forward, it's interesting, but then it's just, it, it's very dry, very quick, in terms of, like, the places to explore. It's kind of, like, it's an open-world RPG game where you have all these points of interest on the map, and you go and explore and do those things, but then that's really it. And then you go and do the missions, and, like, it just feels like Black Flag all over again, in the sense that the ship aspects and like the naval aspects was enough to counteract how repetitive the assassinations were or like the mm. combat was um and here that's really not the case but it's still kind of like still fun like it's a, like they build a beautiful world really you think so it's a good first step seeing as this is kind of a, com oh, yeah, like 100%. Said, a completely different you know you know maybe they'll, maybe the next game will just be like that much better but in that you know and, yeah and i've, I've heard i've heard a lot about odyssey so at some point, I'll probably get to that once I'm through with this story. I'm not going to not finish this. So it's it's just like right now, it's sitting at a solid seven, seven and a half out of ten. Um, good game. I'm not regretting the purchase at all. I mean, I'm impressed. Sale, right? Like, yeah. Every time I have heard about Assassin's Creed's, uh, like any game in the series uh, since like 2013, it felt like uh, people loved it. But there was always some misgivings about it that kind of like uh, kept people from saying it's a great game, you know, just like weird tidbits here and there where it's like it it's lacking the polish in some shape or form. And I feel like it's been like that since almost probably Black Flag. No, probably even before that, it's like Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, I just hearing something like that. Assassin's Creed 3 uh, was boring. Like it, yeah. the story was dry. It was just boring from the beginning. Assassin's Creed 2 was a great sequel to the first one the first one is always it's pristine like the first one yeah the Ezio series bad about yeah, Ezio, yeah like, everything with Ezio is dope yeah um and then four is fantastic on its own because the 
standard Assassin's Creed stuff is just fine, like, it's just kind of like they didn't do anything new there. What they did new was naval combat, which was what made a Black Flag great. Uh, then Unity was, I think, the one that had a lot of bugs where you just see the, uh, the teeth and the eyes of the person. Everything else was invisible. <laughs> Brotherhood had its own flaws too, I think. Uh, I, I stopped paying attention to the series because the story also got too convoluted. It's funny because there's only one game that I spent more like an hour on Assassin's Creed, and no one fucking talks about it. Uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate, I believe that came out. I think it was technically this generation, uh, like uh, PlayStation right, 4, yeah. Xbox One. Yeah, like it's fairly early on, and I tried playing it, and it's not a bad game, but like I, I understand that feeling where it's like, I feel like there's something off that like gives this game like almost like playstation 4 graphics but it seems like uh almost ps2 like ps3 port. handling <laughs> yeah like uh, it, it feels like this game looks like an hd port but there's something that's just fucking bizarre with the way that like everything's handled it's like story missions and all that stuff it almost feels clunky and i just wasn't like i, I guess it sounds like it's a almost a tradition at this point with assassin's creed games which is unfortunate because i think for as strong as the series started it's just Everything else has been a hit and miss past, past the Ezio stuff, in my opinion. Um, obviously, I, have, I haven't played Odyssey and I haven't played uh, um, or Origins, but like, I don't know, I just feel like Origins actually was for free for a while, I think, on one of the platforms. I think it was. That's the one that takes place in Europe, yes? Origins? No, Origins is the one that happens in Egypt. Oh, hmm. oh, yeah. Unity oh, is the one you're so up. when you said the story was dry because it was in Egypt, in the desert. big brain motherfucker. No, I was talking about Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> oh. Which was in the States. Fuck. Yeah, Assassin's Fuck. Creed 3, I think, was enjoyed, but it was just too buggy. It was, yeah. An interesting concept to be a, you know, a Native American, you know, in their trend, you know, running around on tree branches and stuff like that, but it just wasn't executed super well mechanically. Um, anyway, um, enough yeah, of that. You can else? run on tree branches? Yeah, um, I, 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 I did want to say, I did say that Assassin's Creed Origins uh, didn't have the Switchblade, uh, but I guess I just hadn't gotten further in the story, because you oh. do get it. Which I'm like, alright, cool, they're keeping the iconic stuff at least, yeah. because the Switchblade is awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, it has an interesting RPG system, interesting skill tree. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the leveling yet. I mean, it's fine, you just do things, get experience, and then you... You gain levels, and then you can get points that go towards different skills, like, um... You have a falcon that can mark and track for you. So, like, you can cr uh, go to a place and then enter a mode where you're looking through your falcon. Like, and when? Can, That's kind of cool, you yeah. You can use your falcon to, um... Uh, scout and find things, find targets, highlight them so you can track them as well. Oh, um, that's fine familiar right there. They took that from D&D, I think. <laughs> say, do yeah. enemies, like, respond to that in any shape or form? Like, oh, shit, no. this falcon shat on me. No, and then you can also send your falcon to go and harass people um, as well. So, like, distract Help them. action! <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, uh, cool. it's it's got some interesting systems. I don't know how Odyssey is going to be in that aspect. Um, yeah, uh, but beyond that, I've been playing a game called Outer Wilds. Not to be confused yeah, you started with that last Worlds. week, right? Uh, yes, um, and I've put seven hours into this game. It is nice. a it is a basically like an FPS exploration puzzle game, okay. where you're stuck in a time loop of twenty two minutes, like real time. You've 22 talked minutes about this before, baby before, before the sun explodes in this little universe that you're on. 
Um, so it's like five planets on this uh, little universe you're on where you have a ship and you can fly around and explore the different planets and its moons. But every 22 minutes, the sun... The sun, and you can see, like, it actually happens where you see this, uh, it, like, they kept to some amount of uh, astrophysics. Uh, they kept some factual shit from astrophysics where the sun, what happens when the sun is dying or when a star is dying, it starts to expand. And as it expands, it goes red. Like, it starts to get red and, like, the redder it gets and the larger it gets, the closer it is to dying. And then when it reaches that peak, it shrinks all the way down, turns into a white dwarf star, and then explodes in a supernova. Awesome. Um, now, does that ever get repetitive? Like, like, how do they keep from that becoming something that's just like, oh god, now I got to restart. I got to go back to where I was. I got to do this and this. I can imagine. So that you start, yeah, you start at the same place every time, but the distances between each planet is pretty, pretty. It's it's small. Like navigating around is not difficult. So okay. now you're under pressure of finding out all the different, like what's going on. And so you have like to go to each real... and every planet and figure out what's happening and get all these clues. And they explain in the lore, but basically you remember every like every loop, kind of like um, what's the fucking movie with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt that's based off the manga? Oh um, gosh, Edge yeah. of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, uh, yeah. Like you remember everything, like you retain all that information, and huh. so you're like a space-time Groundhog's Day. Yeah. yeah. So your computer on your ship will log, like, for the player, will log all of that and show you like a chart of all the clues and things you found and what's connecting where, so you know where to start and go back if you die and you've lost track. Um, so huh. like you have to go to each planet, uh, each place, and explore and link all these clues together to figure out. I still haven't found out. Like I've put seven hours and I don't know what's happening. Still, I'm still kind of like lost. Like what the like what you know? Are why you is, this is it keeping you interested or does it feel redundant? And you're like I'm, fuck. I no, don't, because I don't really care. because you have you have 22 minutes. Like you like especially to navigate some places, you can't go with your ship, so you have to go on foot. But then you have to be careful because, like, if you're on the surface, you have to remember, like, these are smaller planets as well, and you have, like, a jetpack. If you jetpack too high, you will leave atmosphere. Go to the because yeah, the atmosphere is so thin. <laughs> so, oh, you have user is disconnected. Just float through space for 22 minutes. <laughs> you have to, well, you'll run out of oxygen by then, so. Oh, okay. Uh, like, so, yeah, if you die, you just, you just restart. Okay. So I wouldn't say it hasn't it hasn't gotten repetitive because um, there's just so much to explore and so much information to find out that like you're it's it's like an exam like you want to get there as quite as quick as possible and figure out and find out all the information then die so that you can go do the next thing. There is I right, will, like, it's like a little spoiler there is two planets called the Hourglass Twins. One's called the Ember Twin. One's called the Ash Twin. They're really close to the sun. And what happens is because their unique property is that the Ash Twin is composed of sand, and that sand flows from Ash Twin to the Ember Twin and fills up the Ember Twin. So, to find out, like, the sand is going, it's like an hourglass, that's why it's called the Hourglass Twins. So I it's like, it. it's being turned around the other way, and then the Ash Twin is getting smaller, but the uh, Ember Twin is filling up from the ground up because it's a planet made of cave systems. So you want to get there as soon as possible. So that you can explore from the ground up because there's shit that would be buried by sand if you take too long. The Majora's Mask level shit here. That's dope. Fuck, that's scary. That's a really interesting concept, and then, though. And then if you get stuck, uh, as Tyler was saying, scary, if you get stuck in one of the caves as it's filling up and you can't get out, it makes the most sickening noise of, like, the glass breaking and your skull getting crushed in. Ugh. And then you die. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, but, no, like, awesome. yeah, so, like, things are, like, I can't play gated. this game. Like you have to. Okay, so there's there's one planet 
I, I'm trying to not give away story spoilers, but there's one planet which, like, really, really set off my, like, anxiety when it comes to, like, underwater shit. Because it's a planet of water. Nope, 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 nope. It's nope, a planet nope. of water. Nope. Nope. With, NTY. With Eject. Water tornadoes. Start the time went over. Water and, tornadoes? Like, just like water, water tornadoes spots? going, it just constant tornadoes going across the entire surface of the planet that will launch isolated like chunks of land that are islands into space and then they'll fall back but every now and then there's one tornado that's spinning the opposite direction that will send you into the inner core of the planet and when you or exploration oh or exploration and so there's no there, there's nothing like dangerous like there's no creatures that are dangerous it's just the fact that when you enter the planet the and like you can't see through that atmosphere and so if you land right into like enter the atmosphere and go right into a train and you get shot right out or you get shot down in and you're just surrounded by water and you don't know what's happening oh my fucking god i like i almost almost had a panic attack because i'm like outer i don't know what's going on wilds right outer, outer wilds, wilds yes is this uh, also part of the game. summer sale Yes, this is all and Summer Sale. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, Summer Sale will still be happening. So make sure that when does it end? You, uh, I believe it ends on the 9th of July. I will double check right now. Summer Sale, July 9th, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Because I won't lie, I took advantage of the Summer Sale as well. So right. I have a game to talk about with that as well. Were you playing any uh, other games, or any? Do you have anything else left to say? Because that's really cool, and I'm like. I've got so many um, games to play, though. That's the only problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the, like it's weird. The I just want to say, like, the anxiety is weird because even if you die, you're going to come back. Like, there's no consequence to dying. But, like, you still don't want to die, even though it's a game. There's like, no I, degradation over time. Like, it's not like you have to solve Nothing. this in a hundred cycles. Nothing. You just have to, like, figure huh. out what's going on. And because you, I, it's meant to, like, there's so many other things. Like, I was looking, I looked up some spoilers when i got stuck just a little bit to get to where i needed to um oh and it's just really like a lot of the things that i looked up like half of them had no impact on whether i could reach the end or not oh so like there's a lot it's just there's a lot of lore it's a lot about building out the world and like they want you to explore and you can go and explore a lot of things so like there's no like there's a t that's i think the only pressure that they want they want to put that time limit but then there's no like other consequence for taking your time and exploring things as much as you want because sometimes mm. there's only the one thing you want to explore, but you it's only it only becomes available in the last five minutes. And so, so like I've done this a few where I'll just go sit and wait for that to happen when I can explore it. So like I just wait for the rest of the 17 minutes because I don't want to risk going somewhere, getting sidetracked and then missing that window. Right. Fuck, though, that's stressful. Like <sighs> I, 22 <laughs> minutes is you can do a lot, but at the same time, it's like. Fuck. It's, it's, and there's like, no way to keep track of it either. You'll only know in like the last minute and wait, a half. Wait, there's no there's, timer? There's no timer. So you never oh. know. That's why. That's why I like, like that's why you, each life, once you've gotten far enough, you you know what you want to dedicate your When the your, sun that, starts expanding. That day too. Like, do you hear um, an, do you hear a noise or a song or anything? Or? There's a song that cues when it's time. <laughs> this is that's the cool. song that never ends. And, and never, it's about never, ends. never ends. <laughs> it's about a minute, minute and a half. Um, so you know roughly, like, all right, cool. Like this song's playing. I need to yeah, get you done. Never gonna now. give you up. Yeah. Never gonna let you down. And then, like, it helps. Like, once you like die enough, because you're going to a place, and you make mistakes. You start speed running, like how to get there. 
Mm. Right. So right. like it just it, you just you just pick it up. Um, Feels like it's a game yeah. that plays differently than any game I've ever heard of. And I think it's also a game that it'll be a little unique to everybody based on how they like to play and how they like to solve puzzles. I'd already seen Seagull play this game, so I kind of had a rough idea of where to start and where to begin and some idea of the story. But like, I'm finding things because I didn't watch him play the entire thing because I'm like, I want to play this game. Um, right. I'm finding things and I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. Why is that a thing? That's scary. Because like, space <laughs> is not as scary as the ocean, but space is still pretty scary. So when I mean, when when you when you're just jetpacking on trying to go faster and then you get yeeted you eat yourself through the atmosphere and you're hurtling through space that sh- that shit is terrifying. <laughs> is the ocean not just a super condensed form of space when it comes to like the mystery to us? Yeah. Like yeah, but they're creatures I, I that live in the I, ocean. That's the big problem. They're creatures that live in the ocean that may or may not be lethal. Space is just a vacuum. As of right now, we know not that of anything we know that lives in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we definitely so know their thing. Yeah, speaking of that, have you guys seen all the freaking, like, at least the US government has been releasing a lot of, like, previously classified videos and stuff of actual unidentified flying objects and stuff? And I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? What is? Are you trying to fearmonger us into believing in aliens? Or I don't understand what the purpose of this is. Anyway, no, I agree. Maybe the their fucking videos hit public domain and they just said fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Well, some of them are actual flight videos from like F-16s and uh, Phantoms and stuff like that. So they're like Air Force classified videos of pilots, sometimes several pilots with the same camera seeing the same thing. And they declassified it and made it public. And I'm like, I don't, you don't know what this is. That is just going to cause panic. I don't understand the purpose. Anyway. I mean, let's be real. There's been plenty of people who tried uh, to be at the Hokage to get into Area 51. But there's going to be that one time where there's one person that has like the the resolute will of pain himself. And he's going to come in with the Akatsuki and some shit. And these videos are going to keep them at bay. So honestly, I, I'd rather just give them what they need to, you know, keep going. It's like, hey, we're being honest. We have no, we have no fucking idea what this ninjutsu does. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, okay, thank, thanks for giving it to us. <laughs> so those are the games for you. Have you not? Did you not play any more TFT this week, Nick? Actually, no. Like I'm, I'm just listening to you games. That I'm I so proud like, of you. I, I haven't played TFT this week, but I did play Valorant and D2. Valorant and wait, did you say? Did you say Diablo D2? two? Yeah, no D- Diablo two. Sure very nice. Not Destiny. Holy shit! Shut the fuck up, Glenn. Let the man enjoy him. Shit. <laughs> might have been Destiny. Was there something that pulled you back in? Yeah, me or do you want me to not wanting talk about to it? not uh, me not wanting to like miss out on um, certain things and me wanting to collect uh, and complete certain collections <laughs> and mm, also get ready to be um, disappointed again or is in it September FOMO, for the next fear of missing uh, loot. Well, I heard you also downloaded something else that you started uh, playing again before we started the show. I don't know if you wanted to admit it publicly. <laughs> the fuck is he talking about? Nick? Um, what did you download recently? Maybe a little, little sort of uh, weird looking mon that you can only get one way. Oh, Pokemon Go. Fuck Pokemon Go. I don't want to talk about Pokemon <laughs> oh, Go. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking stupid-ass piece of shit game. I don't even know why fucking Niantic Ooh. game bothered. Anyways, no, Destiny 2 is just a whole bunch of other things. Uh, just wanted to get myself ready for uh, to be disappointed when the next DLC drops. So um, just want to make sure I'm up to level um, when sadness hits. So that you can replace yeah, all fucking... of your gear. <laughs> mm. 
I got Scrooge over on that one. Uh, I don't know why it says Scrooge. Maybe it's because it's Christmas versus Scrooge. Uh, but anyways, over. <laughs> uh, like that uh, Pokemon Zeruya, uh, you know. Oh, the free shiny legendary. Yeah. Like the idea was uh, to do one million raids uh, and successfully, but then there was a couple like, oh, don't forget you got to do you know such and such asterisk 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 transfer uh, from like, home. Uh, the big, That's all you got to do. Like transfer one Pokemon to uh, you know the Pokemon system. Uh, home, I yeah. thought it was the Pokemon system that was on the Switch. I was not aware that that stipulation is for uh, on the phone. Yeah, and it's so from the home. Wait, isn't it the same? thing? I'm guessing it's just from you just home. Have to, you have to transfer from Sword or Shield to Pokemon Home. And home is which is the phone app, correct? Oh, you can't do home as no, a but game the phone app on... and the the Switch app are connected. Yeah. But apparently, if you just do the Switch app, this is according to my wife. I haven't confirmed it myself. Uh, it doesn't count. It had to be to the phone app specifically. But then you can't you can't connect with the phone app to the games. It doesn't work that way. I've like never the Switch app and the, the phone, phone app have to be connected to each other, and it's only the Switch app that works with the games. You cannot transfer from so a game to a phone app. I guess the contingency is then that if you do have the home app on your Switch. You have to make sure it's connected to the app on your phone, but you don't have to do it from there. But the contingency is that it has to be connected to the phone app. So you do have to have the phone app, but you don't necessarily have to do it from it. Does that make sense? If that was the case, I uh, I did, you know, <laughs> LOL, don't read the contract. Let's skip this step for now. And uh, I am one short of a Thundercat. Uh, I believe uh, people you should be getting You still have time to the seventh. Yep. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I got uh, well, it. guess it's what I'll there. be doing? Making Christmas, making uh, but yeah, uh, what have you been playing this for, week, Tyler? You know, that's a very good question, Glenn. Sometimes <laughs> I ask myself that when I wake up, it's like, what, what games game have you played this week? <laughs> <laughs> when I when I go to bed after a long day of work, I see my wife trying to, you know, she's closing her fluttery little eyes, watching Netflix, and I just snuggle up to her and I go, "What games you been playing this week, girl?" I, uh, uh, Ellie. Sister, <laughs> brother, uh, get my Hulk Hogan on. Uh, you know what? I uh, honestly have been uh, fucking busy as shit with everything that's been going on. Planning for tennis, or not for tennis? Uh, it's what I've been playing. Uh, planning for Christmas and all that stuff. And uh, one of the games I got to play, uh, not even like a couple hours ago, was uh, Mario Tennis Aces. Once again, uh, first time I got to play in like a. Technically, two years? <laughs> LOL? Question mark? Because uh, Mario Tennis Aces came out during my honeymoon. And then I got to play it for like two weeks after that. And my honeymoon was the 23rd of June. And so uh, uh, I have not touched it for over two years. But I might have tried it once in the past year. But long, uh, long story short, best friend and I, uh, whenever we meet up, we like to get competitive. Like, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're bros and we got to show each other, you know, who's superior in our video game world. And, you know, there's no, there's no medium that we can't do with each other on, whether it's like Mario party or super smash Bros. or whatnot. Uh, last, uh, Christmas, it was, uh, dragon ball fighters Z, mm -hmm. uh, which is a, uh, you know, if you played uh Budokai or anything like that, or if you simply heard of fighter Z, it's a side scrolling fighting game for dragon ball. And, uh, turns out I'm horrible at that game. He destroyed me like 20 games. I won two. Like, uh, it was vicious. And That's so dominant. this Christmas, uh, yeah, it was like, 
I had like fiery spirit. Like I was like the scrappy little fucking chihuahua barking at the Great Dane saying, another, another. And he was like, are you sure? Okay. Uh, you seem to be losing. Do you want any tips? No, give me another bitch. And so it, like uh, doing that, uh, switching over to uh, my turn, I get to pick the game. I pick, and this was a very dick move. I, I, I picked the game. I know he can't beat me at, even if we, neither of us have ever touched it in years. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces, because for some reason, uh, despite the odds, like there's been times where it's gotten close or whatnot. Nick in the chat cannot beat me in Mario Tennis Aces. Like there's a 99% win streak against him. And I feel bad because it's like, I haven't touched the game at all. I should suck. Uh, and so should he, you know, since he hasn't touched it, but it's just enough where it's like you keep winning at Marvels and you kind of get that shit e eating grin into your friend. You're like, it's <laughs> a matter of neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh 40 love, but I still won. What are you going to do? And uh, yeah, I, I tried to handicap myself earlier by taking a uh, couple of shots of uh, some uh, rum and uh didn't quite do the trick, but uh, hopefully uh, once uh, the passion gets turned back on, we'll play some like Mario Party or something just to see what happens. Yeah. Well, that's and cool. Are you having fun with it, guys, though? I mean, having fun with it? If Do you, you like the game? Uh, yes and no. Uh, it's... <laughs> I, I know this sounds really braggy, but uh, I am, for whatever reason, the people I play with, I am incredibly good with Mario Tennis Aces. Like, I'm not sure if it's just something clicks with me the right way with the game that it doesn't with others, but... My normal seems to be better than other people's normal, and if no one wins, I, I, I kind of like lose that spark where it's like, uh, you know, a cat playing with a dead mouse at that point. It's like, come on, buddy, keep moving and whatnot. And like, it's really shitty to say this, but if I keep winning, there's no fun in it. Like, I, I need a challenger to put me in my fucking place ASAP. And uh, so it's like, yes, I, I enjoy it. You, but after you, a while, you are you the champion? Are you the are you the champion? I am the champion. Your my brother's friend. not your brother. You're the champion. <laughs> it's a reference to Hop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I got you, buddy. I thought I I'd get you. Nick with that one because he—that's what he did. Like. Is your is your is your brother brother champion? Is, he, is that your brother? Your brother champion? So you are Leon and uh, yes and, and yes and, and when Nick, and Nick in the when chat Nick in the chat walks hot. around and he he's going there, you know, he's trying to get like a, a pop at the gas station. And he's like. Hey, did you know my brother's the champion? He gets really lost, and he really is bad at cooking. <laughs> you know, the guy, like I just asked if it was debit or credit. But did you know my brother was the champion? <laughs> oh, man, that's great. I love it. <laughs> but yes, and for the love of God, if somebody <laughs> has Mario Tennis, beat me. Destroy me. I don't care. Make me cry. Destroy everywhere. Like, it's fucking tennis of all the games I could possibly be good at. Why that? Why a fucking Mario sports game that I could be good at? Why not, like, Destiny or League or something? It's this fucking obscure Mario knockoff sports game that I'm good at. I mean, everybody has, I know, right? you know, their it's areas not a, of expertise, and you can't always control it, you know? Sometimes you're just good at things. It, it's just bizarre that I, like... If it was, well, Mario Party is impossible. Like, uh, of all the games I could possibly be like enter savant mode for, it's that that fucking game. But uh, beyond that, I got to play some uh, League of Legends with you. Got uh, <laughs> detox because uh, as I was uh, shouting to myself, uh, oh man, oh man, I better start editing this podcast or something like that. And then uh, I saw that you were online playing League of Legends. I'm like, 
oh man oh man who needs to edit shit son let's play league and so yeah you and i got to play some league of legend that was fun that was good yeah i mean honestly i've been joining a lot more people there's a uh, another streamer who uh found me when i was streaming more league and i did the same thing and i played with you and i played with her on her stream and it was it was fun um uh but yeah so i'm not i don't know how, how are you feeling about league you know it's weird because uh much like uh I think I might have pointed this out with uh, when I was playing with League with you specifically, but uh, whenever I play with friends in a game that involves competition, uh, people change. Actually, I remember very specific specifically when I last hang out, hung out with you and played League, I told you this. Uh, people change when they play a competitive game and I'm just happy to be a part of it kind of thing where I'm fucking SpongeBob walking through you know, with a gun in one hand, a lollipop in the other hand, and like i'll see people that are normally calm just like yeah motherfucker or just go dead silent like they're getting ready to do some voodoo cursing on somebody that shot them and whatnot or just like full-on salt or sweat where it's like hardcore and it's like it's weird because everybody's you know it's kind of like a biker gang where everybody's like you know sitting at the bar like yeah hey, let's drink and have fun but then it's like you see somebody accidentally get close to the Harley and all of a sudden you see chains and shit coming out. I'm like, oh shit, this is how what, how we usually do it. Okay. Uh, and so playing League and like hearing somebody like yell at you saying, Glenn, you need to buy this item and do this and this. And it's like, oh yeah, this is what this, yeah, this is the community, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, it's like, I want to say, Glenn, buy whatever the fuck you want. You're, you're playing trying to beer buy fucking a bunch of uh fucking what do they call them the the rods that give you mana i don't give a fuck do what you want yeah. be happy it's a game uh, yeah i agree it, it's a I fucking game gotta let people do what they want in games like that because yeah if you're not playing a game like that in a way that you enjoy then what's the fucking point yeah and that was the thing is like i think we lost didn't we we lost uh, if i, remember I, I think right. we played like three four games we lost twice uh, yeah. i think we won once the couple where it's like we got curb stomp but they kept trying to like give us chances if you will like yeah. uh, dance at the uh, next kind of situation it's like all right assholes we'll soon you know let me get right. my these dusty old bones up <laughs> i'm uh, i'm eight and 15 let's go for nine and 15 oh yeah. wait what eight and 16 all right keep and ironically dancing. enough league of legends is one of those games where i find the kind of a rhythm where i i don't get triggered by league anymore you know i don't get mad i just I just go, it's Lee. You become immune, huh? We lost. Yeah, no, we lost or we won. Cool, good job. That was fun. We lost. That was fun. We won. Uh, but TFT still triggers me, so I have to be careful with that. Um, I feel you. Yeah. It's, so I've been enjoying it's it more weird just now that I've become immune to that. I'm like, all right, cool. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's, a, it's League of Legends. It's fine. Like, I talk about it with uh, Nick and Glenn here uh, about, you know, how I, I'm, I'm the one that's enjoying having a good time and, you know, licking lollipops and shit where everybody else is like, you know, screaming and fuming and stuff. I'm that way, too. I just some reason don't show it. Uh, I haven't hit like I haven't played a game long enough to where it's like I like go quiet. My eyes turn red level shit. And I'm afraid of the day that happens where it's like, oh, you're going to fucking teabag me, you piece of fucking shit. All right. All right, yeah. I'm going to spend the next 15 minutes of my life trying to make your life hell. I don't care if I die 15 times while I do it. I'm going to get you, and then I'm going to unleash the fucking loincloth that holds my plate together and just drop the saltiest testicles across your fucking forehead, <laughs> and I'm going to slide it. I'm going to make sure there's a scent left that can't be washed off. Like, uh, you know, that, that kind of mentality. 
Nick, uh, what do you feel about teabagging? Um, it's fine. <laughs> Deep thoughts over at LR eleven. Teabagging, it's fine. It's, it does trigger me as well. I I agree. I do not like teabagging. Uh, beat me all you want. Don't teabag me. Well, I mean, like Glenn, Nick, you guys uh, play games that put you in that mindset where you you know you're. you're you're getting like into the game like all right I, I i need to show everybody why the fuck i'm playing this game why i'm good at it like how does the motions work in your head where it's like do you just start tunnel vision tunnel vision uh tunnel visioning where you like start focusing like hardcore like what what gets you into the mindset like what triggers you to go into like it's time to get sweaty like uh, how does that work it used to be when i was playing with people i got sweatier a lot easier because uh, yeah. i felt like i had to perform when I was around people, um, personally, that's how it was for me. I don't know about Nick. Um, it's when um, the other team seems to be trying more than I am, really. Uh, teabagging doesn't really do well. I'm not gonna say that teabagging pisses me up, and then I rule don't teabag unless we win. Like right. if I get teabagged, I'm not gonna teabag back until I win. If I don't win, I don't teabag because it's, it's a, a, it's a, a finishing of- fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> smug humility like you know you're like if, oh, if, if you lose it. the match he's a fucking idiot who tried to teabag me and establish dominance I decided to actually activate my gaming chair pushed his shit in and then I decided to establish my dominance because he's a fucking dumbass idiot trying to make a fool of himself teabagging the greatest fucking person in the world here that's the feeling <laughs> and in the totally non-existent parallel of the other possible option where you actually lose the match or whatnot you kind of like slink off and you're like well, he was cheating. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You're fuck was, you. Using <laughs> using using aimbot. Aimbots, I'm gonna purge yeah. this one from the memory. I'm gone. You know, just I want to experience that like hardcore. I'm I'm worried what that would make me as a person if I just like because I haven't played a competitive shooter like seriously since college days, and <sighs> I don't know what would happen if I just went in like. The closest thing I've gotten to a competitive shooter was fucking Splatoon 2, guys. Like It's like, oh, I mean, that guy is. used a fucking roller on me. It's like, oh, it's hard to get mad. It's like, the guy covered me in pink. <laughs> uh, he got, he Majin booed me. Uh, and it's like, there's no Zen state. You guys know me in, like, in real life. It's not like I'm happy all the time. You know I can get mad. I want to see the game that does it. Like a shooter game. I want to be fucking tilted. I want to see that happen. My God. Just a play cod i got call of duty warzone ready if anybody else wants to play Uh, there's a reason i don't play it (laughs) play it with me glenn oh my god i don't even have warzone i literally got so triggered in the 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 the, it's free just download it on your computer i know i got triggered on the paid game you think i'm not gonna get triggered on the free game where people are paying it's okay it's It's a game about guns you're supposed to pull the trigger i know i do pull the trigger but i always lose because i'm not good at shooters Let's yeah, you actually have to other. aim at the head. I know. I don't like that. Just let me play the MOBA where I click the person. <laughs> now there's more to it than MOBAs. You, you actually have to aim skill shots and stuff like that. But, like, if I hit the person, I hit the person. There's no, like, headshots, you know? If I want to do that, I just, you know, buy items that give me a higher crit percentage, you know, stuff like that. Mm, I like RPG-style mechanics, essentially. Yeah, effectively, yeah. That's why the shooters just never... I was pretty good at Halo 2. Um, hmm. and Halo what, what 3. was your weapon of choice in Halo 2 or Halo 3? Like, what was the, your favorite weapon? Double needlers, really? Ooh, you like or that, that satisfaction of like uh getting them to explode pretty much yeah. by hitting them enough? 
Oh, my and favorite, my favorite trick was that. running around with a grab hammer or two double needlers and like shooting them and knowing that they were going to die. And then I turn, chuck a grenade at somebody, know that it hit them and then just keep going because I know they're going to die. Um, or you, you, you hard cuck somebody because you use sticky grenades and if they catch you unaware, you save it. And then you just chuck it at them as they get close when they're about to kill you. And then even though Fuck they totally, hey. even though they totally outdueled you and beat you, you just go, ha ha, you're dead anyway, idiot. <laughs> like cue the fucking Powerpuff Girls meme where it's like Mojo Jojo and him going, that's so <laughs> evil. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. But I, because of that, I was pretty good. You know, at least I was competitive with my friends and that's all I cared about. I was like, we had fun. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't a Mario Tennis situation where you just where I just wrecked everyone, you know? I've been feeling competitive urges for like the past two weeks now. Like I I need something to either show that I'm capable of doing like a certain game if I played enough, or otherwise just uh feel a humility and be put back in my place. Like I can tell I've been in a moment of stress in my life when I realized I had a dream about fucking Fortnite. Fucking Fortnite. I played that game like five times, all of which was with Nick. Uh, both, you know, great times, but when, when I'm having a dream trying to understand why I'm making like weird 3D models of a printer using wood, like I had no idea what the fuck was going on. And it was my brain saying, yeah, Tyler, you, you, you still don't know how to fucking build the wall in Fortnite, you fucking scrub get good. And it's like, I don't need the dream about that. Get me out of here. And huh. so, yeah, uh, I keep thinking about fucking destiny. The idea that I, if I, if I can get good, I can get the armor that gives me faster regen, and I just learn how to play better with the graviton lance. I know it's. I feel like uh, like learning to play like that is pretty much like low level PvP mentality essentially, because the meta. I mean, Nick, you know the the combat meta of uh, PvP on fucking Destiny Two a lot better than I do. Like. You can't just specialize on a pulse rifle and be good. Like, uh, like a lot of people do either sniping with a hand cannon or something like that. And then if you're up close, baseball fucking slide uh-huh. with that shotgun, baby. And, you know, occasionally with a uh, heavy and all that stuff. But me, it's like, I just want to go pew pew with the. And I don't think that's viable. It is. You just have to. It is? It. Yeah, pulse rifles have been the meta since D2 year one. So since launch. Right from the start, you were a thief, you stole my heart, and I will... Oh, okay, Glenn, you're, you're, you're hosting. Oh, wait, I got a game that I forgot to talk about. No. Uh, yeah, so this is a game that I wouldn't say get pushed, got pushed upon me, but uh, got bought into my pocket, essentially. Other people paid for this game saying, hey, you should play this, you should stream it. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay, fine, fine, fine. And uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. I played uh, a good majority of Shantae Half Genie Hero, which was the previous installation in the Shantae series. How much have you guys played Shantae or heard of it? Never, ever in my whole life until I read that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's weird because Shantae is 100% one of those cult classic game series for the most part and uh like i believe the first game came out on the game boy color after the game boy advance came out like uh it was one of those bizarre situations where it's like they released a game that like a little too late for it to hit the mainstream but people kept picking it up you know uh late into the game like wow this is actually pretty fucking good and they got into it 
And if I understand correctly, uh, Nick in the chat was explaining to me that uh, WayForward uh, hit a niche crowd by finding people that enjoyed speedrunning it. Uh, just the idea, like, uh, it's such a fun platformer game that speedrunners love the shit out of it. And, you know, they don't care if there's, you know, not the top-notch story or whatnot. You got cool, cute dancing girl that you can run around and try to, you know, get races and whatnot. And so, as somebody who just wants to play the game casually, I was not fully aware of, like, the nature of uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens uh, in particular. Uh, the game, you know, you, you play as a half-genie named Shantae, uh, titular character, shocker, uh, who goes to a festival and meets other half-genies. For the first time, as far as I'm aware, like, uh, I think this is the first time they suggested that there's other people like her that uh, are of, uh, like, you know, mommy was a genie, daddy was a human, or something else. Because uh, <laughs> there's some weird combinations that happen there where it's like, uh, kind of like some D&D level shit, where it's like, Genasi. half elf. What the fuck are Genasi? An air Genasi is a half gin, half human. Oh, okay. That, you know, like, ha like half elf. Elf meets human usually you know sometimes there's a bit of a mix-up but we you know you know what i'm talking about half orc uh tieflings even uh asimar uh to some extent uh, i believe asimar are technically supposed to be offspring of uh diva uh and then tieflings are offsprings technically you know there's uh different lords and different reasons for it from you know devils i believe where is it demons demons and devils mm -hmm. okay uh and you know with that the mindset uh you know the, the fact that there is a half-genie, uh, Shante, who is a human father, uh, genie mother, uh, they decided to go with a couple interesting routes. Like, for example, there's a half-genie that is a fucking zombie, uh, where it's half-zombie, half-genie. And, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, so did the father have... I didn't realize how, being you know? a zombie was a genetic thing that you could pass on. It, that you could, uh, you could, uh, turn into a race, essentially? Yeah. That feels like a condition wow. that's put on you. It's like a, a curse, effectively. It's like you can't pass lycanthropy on. You say that, but I mean, I mean you have to suffer. <laughs> yeah, in this world. Uh, fuck. Uh, like, it, it, it didn't understand. Like, even Shante was like, so how did that work? And she's, you know, this person's like, fuck if I know, who are you? Uh, and so the game has like a lot of leniency with like uh, how things are being played out and whatnot. And with the the way it's running through, it's it's basically a puzzle platformer that, you know, you get power-ups as you continue on. And almost uh, in a Metro, Metroidvania style where it's like, you can't go to this location until you get a new power-up kind of thing. Uh, and so with that in mind, you gotta do a lot of exploration see something, realize, oh shit, I gotta come back to that later with the power-up and whatnot. All the while, uh, the music by WayForward in this is mwah. Like, honestly, if there's anything to get out of any of the Shantae series is the fucking music. Like, uh, Dance Through the Danger is probably one of my favorite songs I've heard from a game this side of the decade. Uh, and, like, it's almost on the same level as that, and I, I know this is probably gonna fall flat on you guys as, uh, like, Undertale. Uh, the music mm -hmm. on Undertale is like, it really good. has reached a loud, loud, you know, a very, very vocal crowd saying, holy shit, this music's great. Uh, and Shantae does a very similar, like, style of, uh, music, and it is, mm. uh, the problem that I had with this, and it, like, it, 
dampered because uh, much like Ready Player One, I can talk great or horrible about a game and have what appears to be a opposite opinion. Uh, I'm very pissed off with Shantae right now, uh, despite the fact that I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time with it uh, a couple hours in. Uh, the first thing is uh, boss mechanics. Uh, I discovered the first boss, and uh, you know what? It's an hour in. I'm going to spoil it. Shocker, it's one of the most reoccurring villains in the entire game series. It's Risky Boots. Uh, Risky Boots uh, is uh, a lady pirate who decides that she <laughs> just wants to do nefarious deeds. Uh, imagine misfortune from uh, League of Legends kind of style. And, uh, you know, it's like your main mechanic is Shantae to fight is whipping your hair. You, you, like uh, like some Willow Smith level shit. You know, you whip your hair back and forth. And, uh, you know, you, you got to understand if that's your only mechanic, you can't even jump on a enemy or a boss or whatnot to inflict damage. It's almost like playing Mega Man, except you have a fucking sword. That is your hair. And so running around and uh, fighting a boss like that is kind of strenuous, but that's how it's always been for Shantae. That's not my problem. The problem is the boss. Uh, Risky Boot? Uh, her her main method of attacking is very, very scary. It, she walked towards you. She walks across the screen. Just like, yeah, I'm going to walk towards you. Watch up, motherfucker. And it's like, there's enemies that have like more complicated uh, you know, fight patterns and whatnot. And she's just like walking towards you. It's like, oh, no, I got to jump over her. She's just nonchalantly walking. Her smoldering gaze will destroy me if I get too close. And just... Just like that, being their main attack, just it, like it kind of felt disappointing. And I guess the other thing that really kind of killed the mood for me is uh, this game has a manual uh, save mechanic. Uh, that's how, like, there's no auto save or anything like that. So there's, uh, instead of checkpoints, there's checkpoint rooms where you got to stop and save. And I guess it's kind of like a decision as somebody who wants to speed this speed run this game uh, is, you know, do you want to save just in case you die? Because if you don't and you die, you're going to lose a lot of progress pretty much. It's like a, a one-shot run. It's almost like a, a badass decision where it's like, this game might be five hours long, but if you want to save an extra second, you know, you got to run past that checkpoint and look fucking badass. But if you die, it's all gone. You, you, you lose your quarter essentially in this arcade game. Sorry, I realized that I've been doing a lot of talking. I would much just as much love to hear you guys like listen for your thoughts too oh yeah i mean it sounds interesting i just i've never played it so i don't have any way to comment on it uh hmm. willow smith running around whipping people in a metroidvania style game sounds like the opposite of my kind of game <laughs> honestly but you know still think it sounds i'm i mean i'm happy that you're enjoying it a little bit but you're also i don't know you're frustrated with it so i don't know <laughs> i I did have to do a hard stop because there was a uh, a hard crash that happened while I was playing the game live on stream, no less. Uh, where basically, I think that like one of your abilities is Shantae's. You can turn into like certain creatures to do like superpowers, essentially. Like uh, one, you turn into like a, a, a water newt and you jetpack across the screen so you can jump over like ledges or uh, uh, chasms and whatnot. Uh, I don't think the game expected me to superpower to the edge of the screen to take me to the next area. And it was like, whoa, what, what, no. And it, like, it, it, it didn't like freeze right there, but it just wouldn't let me continue on. And all of a sudden, like, uh, the continue to the next screen, just like that code just like blew free, uh, blue screened right there. Mm -hmm. But the game was still moving around and whatnot. And I'm like, okay. 
uh, I guess I can't go that way anymore? Question mark. I, I didn't understand what the fuck was happening. And so I, I, I walked on and all of a sudden I realized I couldn't do my superpower anymore. Uh, but I could still jump and move around. The music was playing. And all of a sudden I realized I couldn't attack. And like I was slowly losing bits and bits of code of doing stuff. And all of a sudden like I jumped in the air and then the game just froze right there. I'm like, oh, mm. shit. And then when I restarted, I realized that I haven't been running to the checkpoint rooms and I lost 45 minutes of progress. And I'm like, oh, not because I died or anything, because of a failure in the code, I lost almost, you know, a half hour to an hour of progress. And it's like, I don't like that. Uh, that bugged me. Uh, putting that much time into a game. Bug you. What's up? It was, it was a bug. Uh, 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 and it bugged uh, 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 uh. But yeah. Yeah. That's no bueno. No, it isn't. But I mean, like, kind of like Nick said, he said on his game, he was like seven, seven and a half out of ten. What are you giving this so far? Uh, I mean, I'm only like two hours in. I don't know how much time is into this game. I say two hours in, but I guess now I'm like an hour, 15 minutes in. Rip. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, doing great. I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to let that kicked in the nuts, like, be what puts tells me to put this game away. Because I've done that before. I've had a game where it's like great, but then you get that fucking like uh, glory shot where it's like you're you're so mad. You're like, I'm never gonna touch this game again. That can't ever happen to me. Like it, it broke one of the Ten Commandments of gaming. Like don't hard crash and make me lose all the progress I you know I had to work for. I, I'm not gonna do that. But it it's put me in a bad mood about it. Where I look at him like, all right, gotta gotta scrape back. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nick, Nick in the chat saying to speed run it for a trophy, it's uh, four hours. So uh, I'm clearly not going to like need to, for me, that probably means like six to eight hours knowing how well I'm going to like uh, play through it or whatnot. So it's not like mind destroying. I'm playing out of the Switch, by the way, for anybody who's curious. Uh, that's where I had the hard crash on. Just probably something happened with the port that uh, didn't agree with uh, the Switch. Mm. Yeah, that, uh, that, that's that been pretty much my week. Uh, just doing that and uh, i'll have a bunch more games i'll get to talk about once i uh get back to my uh switch and playstation 4 and celebrate some old uh my mary chrysler if you will happy chris mahana kwanzaa yeah <laughs> that's cool that's well, like my, a level nine spell been... for a class i'm not trained in <laughs> well i personally have been playing a lot of games this week i didn't really focus on one specific thing you know like Usually I'll play like maybe two or three games, but this week I realized how many I was <laughs> that I had played as we were talking about things and several of them are, you know, stuff we talked about. I played, you know, League with you. I've been playing TFT a little bit. Um, uh, I play, I did finish another playthrough of Sword and Shield so that I can go to the Isle of Armor next time I'm on stream for that game, which I'm really excited about because nice. um, I watched Nick play it a little bit and it seems really cool. Um, but I, I, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Pokemon's been fun. I don't. There's not much to talk about there. I'm just excited to get to the Isle of Armor. Um, it was kind of weird for me because uh, I got the evolved uh, form of the legendary Pokemon. Uh, I believe the you'll get it as a Cub Fu or something like that. Uh, I didn't realize that after evolving it, that was pretty much the span of like uh, the the story plot of that DLC. Unless I'm mistaken on that. I right? haven't touched it yet, so I don't know anything about it. So. Is there any story after doing that uh, that challenge that you know of? No, not, not, not really. You'll, you'll see. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. Sorry, like I, I didn't want to spoil it for you, Glenn. I was just like, I nonchalantly quit playing Pokemon after a certain point, not realizing I had quit after I finished the main story of 
the DLC. Uh, and I was like, oh, maybe I should pick it up. And I was like, oh, there's nothing left besides uh, collecting, collecting fucking diglets. Which is easy. It only took me about two hours. That's game content right there, collecting diglets. Mm-hmm. Um, but past that, uh, I went to the uh, sale. And one of my friends has been playing a lot of Warhammer Total War. And so nice. I wanted to... He was one of my like main league buddies. Uh, he was an He's an IRL friend that I met when I worked at a comic book store. I invited him to D&D and introduced him to that. Uh, but obviously that's all been kind of on hold. And uh, so the only time we got to interact was when we were playing games. And he was like, every time I'd be like, let's play league. He's just He would just be like, oh, I'm playing total war so i don't i'm really into this right now and so uh being somebody so, who really likes the warhammer universe and likes rts's i was like let's see if it's on sale and i was able to get total war warhammer one and two for thirty dollars total which is uh, an amazing deal right uh i guess my big question is as somebody who's never touched a uh warhammer game like you say you played like first off how many of these games are there because it sounds like there's uh more than a few for the total war series there's a lot there's a lot okay there's like shogun rome the warhammer stuff basically they just took the game and its basic mechanics which is there are units these units have uh features and abilities and a speed and attack power and defense um and the game itself is a combination of diplomacy and combat uh you can work your way through there's ways to like you know diplomatically make it so that you kind of absorb another faction rather than fighting them taking them over and taking their stuff but the cool thing is is that you get to you get lords and heroes that you can like go on side quests where you like take a turn to like explore kind of like Civ level turn to go like explore this thing with this army. And then when you get there, sometimes there's resistance from some sort of innate people that live there, or you have to choose how you want to interact with the place. And then in that way you can get, you know, an item that you can put onto a hero to make him more powerful, him or her more powerful. Um, but there's like, so this in the game I'm playing, it's crazy. Warcraft. Like, is it so it's basically Warcraft-esque in terms of, like, the style and play? I've never then, played or? Warcraft, so I don't know anything about oh. it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I have played Warhammer. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, like, what kind of setting? Because you're describing uh, Roman and whatnot, but this, I guess for me it's space, usually. Uh, like space Marines and all that. Oh, that's Warhammer 40k. There's Warhammer 40k and then there's Warhammer Fantasy. So one takes place mm. 40,000 years later, which is the 40k. Um... So that would be in the vein of can't remember what there. I know there's games that relate to it, but the cool thing is effectively in combat, the the units and stuff function just like playing the game with the miniatures. So there's these units, you choose their formation. There's terrain that you can use to your advantage. You set it up, you can siege places, you can be sieged. Um, There's a board game or a tabletop game. It's a tabletop Warhammer. Did it, did it start off as a tabletop? And this is just a... Jesus, holy yeah. smokes. And so that's why the, that, it's a nice transition, because I know the more complicated version where I've I've set up board games that were literally like my entire living room floor, you know? So it's like a 10 by 15 foot space inside the couches and TVs. And then we would take the time to like roll effectively an initiative. And we had like a card for each unit with specific abilities that fuck. we chose to go against that one group. 
and then we would move them around. And in the the old fantasy stuff, because uh, they cha- they did kind of a rebranding for the Warhammer series, and it went from fantasy yeah. to Age of Sigmar, which is when my buddy was like, "Fuck this game, I'm out." Because they his favorite faction was the elves, and they kind of like retconned a lot of stuff that he loved. But that's why the Total War games are really great because they function on the same old canon of Warhammer Fantasy, not Age of Sigmar. Um, and that's so, awesome. Like the idea that, uh, for a lack of a better way of describing it, uh, games like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, they you know they do the uh, second level chess mindset where it's like, yes, we got the game, but we do also have the full on trading card system. But then you have like fucking Light Yagami from Death Note coming in saying, what if we make an entire tabletop game first and then build a game off of that? It, like, it's it sounds like really complicated big brain stuff like the idea that uh warhammer has a wild assortment of like different settings like 40k being space the whole fantasy and all that stuff like it almost sounds like dungeons and dragons in a different format which one of the late the lead rules designers from uh i don't know if it's chris Lindsay. Or it's Mike Merles. Mike Merles. He's uh, one of the rules yeah. designers for Wizards and D anD. d And he was a huge Warhammer guy, and so like OG Warhammer stuff. And so he took a lot of the mechanics from that original game, kind of like a la Dota to League, or you know whatever. Uh, like took what he loved from that and moved it over. And so like rolling to hit and stuff like that always has been a you know an RPG sort of system. But especially with the more modern ones, he took the pieces of that. And so that's why D&D, modern D&D, can be played in a purely tactical sense where you, the game is fun because I enjoy the mechanics of combat and I run a campaign with people who enjoy that so we can just play, you know, we move between combat encounters. We're not really that big and concerned with RP or you can just basically ignore that, do theater of the mind. And so that's part of the reason why it's been so flexible is that they took some of the mechanics from older Warhammer uh rule sets from the tabletop game but that's what i i made a lot of my money my side hustle here in la painting warhammer miniatures for people so yeah buddy mm-hmm. make that cha-ching paint them so, so when it came to like the table tabletop uh version of playing this game i i know the examples i'm about to give are gonna fly over your head but i'll describe them real quick uh is it kind of like a fire emblem for the gamecube where it's like fight to fight to fight to fight or is it like fire emblem uh three houses for the switch where it's like you fight but then there's a bunch of story and role play that you do between each fight when you're doing it like almost like like dungeons and dragons style or yep. is it just like we keep it throwing is... you scenario after scenario of combat i well you choose when you want to go into the combat more often than not um now it Ooh, is you know, renegade inherently... mass effect style yeah mass effect style but like so i mean i could choose to invade this person right now or I can try and, you know, on one turn, send uh, a gift to them for a, 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 a non-violence pact. Or I can try to establish a trade route with them. Over time, building enough confidence in each other that we can, you know, become friends. But if I ally myself at some point with somebody that doesn't like them, that will affect my friendship with that faction. And so you have to kind of look at the whole thing as a whole. So I'd say it's more like three, uh, three houses. Because... It does implement elements of diplomacy and uh, rather than just being like move from combat to combat. Um, 
Yeah, so it, it is a kind of an immersive game. And the crazy thing is we played for three hours while he was teaching me. I haven't played it since because it was just a lot of information. So I needed it's, to like Yeah, detox. it's going to definitely be a lot uh, to take in, dude. Yeah, it was a lot. And I was just like, okay, I need to detox a little bit. Now I know how to play this. But we got like 20 turns in. You know, we didn't even... I don't think that a single faction had been eliminated yet in three hours. And so... Um, but it's a whole world. It's a giant world. And so we're playing a co-op campaign where we are allied. Um, now, obviously, we have the choice to break that alliance if we want. And then it becomes PvP. Um, but you start then you guys already allied. Divorce. Yeah, we can. But we can have a joint yeah. victory in this way. It allows for him to kind of like assist me. He can do a trade agreement with me, which benefits me in the uh, in the money department. Help my, you know, my coffers fill up a little bit. But enough about that. It's fun. It's interesting. And it's super on sale right now until the 7th. Um, the other big thing, and I don't know if you guys have been able to touch this yet, which a lot of people I think that listen to this will appreciate, is the Midsummer Update. Have you guys played that yet? For Animal no. Crossing New Horizons? I, I haven't touched Animal Crossing since, but, since I mean, we both played it, hit. so we can talk about it, you know, in the shared section here at the end. Perfect. Hell yeah. Um, it's cute. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> like, there's really, there's really nothing much more than that. Um, it's. I thought it was going to be more than it was. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not going to complain. What does it entail? Uh, you get to go diving, swim, swimming, and diving. There's a pirate uh, yeah, Gulliver. I, like a pirate version of Gulliver. Is it actually Gulliver, but like as a pirate, or is it like a seagull with? Yet. Oh, I met the otter. Otter is fucking cute. Pascal? Yeah. Pascal, yeah. Dude, I love otters so much. Yeah, no, there's an otter that you can meet who is similar to the Snowboys in the winter times. Uh, since I'm in the Southern Hemisphere, I know about this. Uh, you guys may have visited it, but if you build a snowman, they come to life and they offer you recipes. If you make a, a perfect enough snowman. Black magic. Yeah, he's like, wow, you made the perfect snowman. Here's a large snowflake, which is the main crafting component in the winter style. Uh recipes and uh yeah. they will give you one a day until they melt away <laughs> uh but that's what pascal is you, you dig up a scallop <laughs> and he goes he goes hey can i have that scallop for knowledge. a pearl yeah yeah they I, make some pretty funny jokes, i got honestly i got to see like 45 seconds of this and like watching a few players uh leap off the uh the pier nonchalantly into the water was like it almost felt like uh that first time i played modded breath of the wild where it's like oh shit you can do that now okay but it's a fucking update to Animal Crossing. You could just leap into the water now. Like, fuck. Only when you're wearing the wetsuit, though. And there's a new category of things to collect. Yep. Ooh. Uh, there's only 35 like, of them, though. <laughs> Which made me sad. I was like, oh, no. Oh, I'm already... I played for two hours, it, and perspective-wise, I went to Sarah's Island in the Northern Hemisphere, and it was raining. And I am halfway yeah. done with that whole part of the Critterpedia. So is it, it like... <laughs> kind of like the art section uh update where it's like uh there's a new section in the um, museum where you can collect stuff to donate to blathers on or no they just it's go into still- the aquarium it's just in your in the phone app it's a different section ah well some okay. of them oh yeah it's a new section yeah so like they will go in the same yeah there's not an addition to the aquarium or anything it's just they they get added to the current Okay, Which makes know, sense. Okay. Like this was always planned because the aquarium was bigger than the amount of fish there were, and I was like, "There's no way." Like that looks like a jellyfish tank. Surprise, surprise! They're jellyfish. Yeah. So, right. Yep. But I mean, it is fine. I think. I right, not like yeah. I I just haven't touched Animal yeah, Crossing in a while, and I'm just happy to just go around and start collecting things again, pulling I out will fucking say Tyler, massive fish. Yeah. Yes. If you want to get it, Tyler, go because you have to order and wait for the wetsuit for a full day. 
No, you can buy oh, one from no, no, you can buy one from the store. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. I waited. I ordered it yeah. yesterday because I was like, screw this. This sucks. I have to wait for a whole day to play this and it's already oh, out. There's, no, there's one uh, in the store, Glenn. You didn't read it properly. It. Glenn, let's be real. You tell me, like, Tyler, you're going to have to order and sit there for a whole real life day and just suffer knowing that everybody else, for some weird reason, is able to do it like day Immediately, one. Like, yeah. uh -huh. I like, thought they weird. ordered it the day before or something. I don't know. You do get. I do they know pre ordered that the fucking wetsuit. They do give you the. Uh, everybody gets like a snorkel. Snorkels. Mask, yeah. And they're different colors. They are randomized yeah. colors. What colors are Oh, that's pink? cute. Mine's pink too. I don't like it. Wait. Uh, yeah, my wife got a blue one, so I was kind of jealous. I was like, I would rather have a blue one. She was like, you want to trade? And I was like, no. I, yeah, this, this is mine. Is mine. <laughs> I think I'd be happy as long as I didn't get like yellow or orange. Uh, like yellow or orange for goggles. I don't know why. Just I, like I'm Starburst. just not a big fan of those colors. Like, worst I take flavor red, green, blue. Really? You, you, you think they're those co two colors are the worst? Yes. My favorites are red and pink. I guess I, it, but, if I it wasn't for the... I have in years, so... <laughs> It, I just feel like a, a red Starburst is like 90% sugar and then 10% red 40. Uh, like, uh, I don't know what it is besides that. Like, maybe like uh, the smallest uh, slapping of like cherry flavoring or something on there just to remind you that it's actually, you know, unique and not just pure corn syrup in this weird hard gelatin form. That's I don't all know what kind of Starburst. Though. I don't know what kind of Starburst you're eating then because I could taste the cherry. Fucking American candy. I don't think it's different. At least I'd like to think that it's not. They're all different flavors. Well, I mean, I don't think it's different from the I, stuff I, they sell in Canada. I think in terms ball. of like brands <laughs> delivered, yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like also, there's Starburst is vegan. Andy tip. If you're Good vegan, oh. need a snack. Starburst and Oreo. It's also Oreo, gluten free. One of the worst foods Wait, not, of not all time for people. It's actually been proven to be one of the most unhealthy things you can eat in the world. I can't believe oh, okay, I just that said way, Starburst. I thought, you, I thought you were about to say worse as in it tastes bad. No, no, please. No. Oh, no. Tastes gonna, wonderful. Yeah, Terrible yeah, for yeah, okay. you. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's acceptable. <laughs> what, what I meant to say was uh, Starbursts are trans fat free uh, or fat free, which technically mm. it's true. And technically correct is always the best kind of correct. Uh, it's like uh, red wines and Twizzlers. Yeah, they're they're also fat free. Turns out. Yep. Glory be that they're not dipped in animal fats. <laughs> what other? I'm trying to think if there's any other like big. Oh, there is um some limited time event stuff that you can buy in the ABD console thing um through the special goods store. Um, so like Christmas stuff. I oh, don't a remember. Crown. Yeah, I think there's. Oh my gosh, Midsummer. Oh no, did you guys see that movie? <laughs> no, it was so interesting. Wait, what movie? Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah, sounds like a Shakespearean uh, play or something. <sighs> well, the movie is not. <laughs> uh, What's is... Midsummer about? It's about this. A girl. couple travel to Sweden to visit their friend's rural hometown for its fabled Midsummer Festival, but what begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devol devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. It's a fucking horror movie. Fuck. Yes. Could have just like, said that. I, I I think it's more in the vein of a psychological movie thriller night. because they don't you you for most of the get most of the time you're trying to figure out what's going on exactly. You know you know they do a good job of veiling exactly what's happening. Um, it was really well done, but still pretty terrifying at times just the idea of going to any kind of festival right now with uh the current uh like standards of today's like safety uh, regulations mm -hmm. just sounds like a horror movie in itself like well americans yeah, won't be invited 
the rest of the world can't be invited because oh my god we're doing okay. did you see okay you guys haven't seen eurovision no? no no i'm aware of what eurovision is i haven't seen the movie or the actual there show. there's a running joke in it and if you ever watch it it's fine it's not it's not a plot thing but they will ferrell's character runs into some americans and he's just he's just like joking with them but he goes we hate you you don't need to be here anymore leave we don't like you and they're like ah nice one bro and he's like ah please but seriously leave we hate you leave europe you know <laughs> well so, so it's they're talking about opening up the european borders right now right with uh, no. like air regulations and stuff um yeah they, they banned are. americans but they banned so, americans I was, right? I was gonna say like if they're gonna do that they're gonna ban america good which please is do good. until yes. our yeah, P Americans are finally getting their heads out of their asses. Like some of my, uh, I will not be muzzled. The legislators of my family. I will not be leashed. Um, I am not an animal. <laughs> I oh had a I'm not IQ thought when you guys were just saying like uh, Europe closed their borders uh, to the U.S. I'm like, how the fuck did they close the entire Atlantic Ocean? And it's like that's not how that works. Uh, actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, geography's so they're, not they're, they're the putting... geography's not the strongest suit for most Americans. Don't worry. Oh, whoa! When I was in seventh grade, I could draw a map of the world, bro. And I can tell you where the fuck Saskatchewan is now. And you don't have to correct how I pronounce it. I say how I do it. Okay? Charcoal, charcoal, whatever. Saskatchewan? Isn't that how you pronounce yes. it? Yes. Saskatchewan. I think. Saskatchewan? I, I say Juan versus Win. I mean, I feel like that's, you know, like Missouri, uh, Missouri. You know, I call it Missouri, but somebody that lives in Missouri calls it Missouri. You know, so I feel like really? that's a regional dialect. That's yeah. weird. So it's yeah, like that's, Kansas I mean, and it's Arkansas. Like, it's like, well, that like, doesn't like, make fucking sense. That's how do you how do you pronounce Louisville? Like Louisville, Kentucky. It's the capital of Kentucky. Right. Even though it's supposed to be. Is Louisville. it Louisville? Is it Louisville? Is it Louisville? They people that live there call it Louisville. So I mean, that, that I thought I was gonna say if you're in fucking conduct Kentucky, uh, Kentucky, I felt like it was Louisville, and then anybody who hasn't been to Kentucky call it Louisville. But oh, it's Louisville. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, I'm sorry that they had so much fucking meth. They accidentally missed a fucking <laughs> consonant in their whole damn city there. I mean, it's just a regional dialect. It's how they pronounce it. It's not wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna hit different. this amphetamines, and it's gonna be Lulville. Wow, that's a very generic statement about an entire state. <laughs> I don't think it's wrong. I think it's just different. It's fine. Let's call it Rothelville. Like, just make it fun. But that, I call it Louisville now because that's how they pronounce it. But now that I know it's Saskatchewan, I will pronounce it Saskatchewan. I will just alter because At least that's, that's how I've heard that, it. I don't know if that's I the think actual the Saskatchewan. That live there deserve to, Saskatoon, you know, Alberta. Yeah, that makes sense. Vancouver, it's my Manitoba, fucking shame that half my family. Quebec. Not Quebec. 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 Yep. Half my family comes from Kentucky. It's like one of my deeper shames that no one wants to talk <laughs> about kind of thing. <sighs> Where half my family, my mom's side comes from uh, entirely from uh, you know Michigan in terms of like living in the states, and then my dad's side uh, came from Kentucky. Like they're like hardcore rednecks where it's like we're we're gonna make our own uh m40s and see how many uh firecrackers we're gonna throw together inside this fish and it's like it's a legit thing where we've done that kind of shit before where we like gunpowder is a adrenaline to us we get excited the idea of like oh boy um, uncle dave only lost uh two fingers this year he's gonna try to go for a record see if he can get a clean off the bone hopefully not but you know we'll see what happens uh, so I mean, that like, sounds cool I'd be interested to see how it turned out. 
I, I'm into it. Like there was one time where I spent five dollars on you know one of those day after July Fourth sales where you know clean her out the stock get a half yep. a trunk full of fucking bottle rockets and yep. my dad's like I'm yep. not gonna he he was like I'm not gonna keep half a trunk full of fucking bottle rockets Tyler and it's like well, what do we do and he's like well there's only one way to take care of them so he puts like. 10 pounds worth of fucking bottle rockets on the, the sidewalk, puts some lighter fluid, tosses a match, and boy, was that a fucking sight. Have you heard like, of sparkler bombs? Uh, no, but I want to know. Uh, <laughs> basically, you know how sparklers work, right? Nick, I know that Tyler does yeah. being, you know, okay. Sparklers are simpler. You guys understand. Uh, for those who don't know what a sparkler is, it's just a stick with this stuff on it. You light it and it goes and it just sparkles all the way down until it's gone. Um, but what people will do is they'll wrap like 200 together and then light the whole thing. And because of the amount of them in the same space, it will actually explode. That's, um, I was going to say that that's pure fire. Like that shit. Oh, is it's super hot. dangerous. It's super fucking dangerous. I mean, like my like I told you, my buddy, his dad ran a fireworks stand in a town called Council Grove, a uh, little little town. Um, and they would go to a yearly firework convention and somebody was not doing the correct thing. And they tried to blow something up. They ended up blowing like his entire lower half off. So I think he died. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like people just do stupid stuff. I mean, I threw firecrackers. I mean, I had a quick wick a couple times on a black cat. Um, and that's why it blew up in my hand. But like it just burnt me a little bit. I wasn't going to throw an M40, you know, like, I don't know. I did, never did anything crazy. Because even, even the Roman candles I shot at my friends didn't have reports. They weren't blowing up. They were just straight shots. You know, if it hit him, it was going to burn a hole in their shirt. And that was as bad as it was going to get, you know? Um, right. So fireworks are fun, uh, man. Like, I stopped messing with fireworks because, A, I'm not a trustworthy individual for anything that's, you know, beyond sparklers. Like, I accept it. If it's one of those tower things, you put in the ground, you light the fuse, and you walk 20 feet away, and, you know, it shoots up little sparks, just, you know, frackles and shit. That's fine. Uh, the last two times I messed with fireworks, the first one was I decided to initiate a bottle rocket fire off against uh, my wife's brother, my brother-in-law. Yes. Uh, and I've told the story before. I decided to do that while wearing a 100% cotton shirt. <laughs> uh, my shirt caught, caught fucking fire doing that shit. It was funny. I lost that shirt. I really liked that shirt. Uh, the time before that, and what should have cemented the fact that I shouldn't be touching fireworks, is when I was using artillery shells. And... Old Tyler didn't know which way you're supposed to put the artillery shell in the tube. Uh, so that. Oh, it, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. Round <laughs> Tyler side does not up. Miss <laughs> Fuck if I knew, dude. I was like, well, it's gonna the fuse is the right side. here. <laughs> so let's put the fuse to where, like, I'm holding the. Because, you know, I was scared of this thing. You know, you blow a hand off doing this stuff. Let's hold the fuse above the tube, light it, and then drop it like a fucking mouse. Which is clearly the wrong way, as oh. we quickly discovered. Yeah. Yeah. And after that happened, you know, my wife, I don't even think she was my fiance at the time. It was probably like, she, you know, she was at girlfriend stage. She could have ran while she still had a chance. Uh, <laughs> I tried using like a, like shimmied it, uh, the, what was left of the tube. <laughs> Cause you can imagine there wasn't much left. Uh, tried like putting it on top of like a, a one liter bottle. Uh, just trying to like turn to like redneck, make this too fucking work. And like once it, it happened, I'm pretty sure it like one of the shells shot off like 20, 30 feet in the air when it was supposed to go up to like a hundred and then explode. I'm like, all right, 
I know what happens if I keep you know, like that's that's red flag number two. I'm gonna stop, and I, I haven't touched fireworks since. Just I can't. I shouldn't. I I I, I do not trust uh, the uh, my genetics to uh, not know when danger is happening, because clearly I have no sense of danger when it comes to fucking gunpowder related <laughs> objects. Well. Yeah, I I uh I shot I shot uh. I shot Roman candles in my wife's general direction when we were dating around her father. What the fuck? In her jet. She was 600 feet away and I was like, run, Sarah, you got to go back to the house, go to the bathroom. Ha ha ha. And these things shoot like 50 feet and she was like two or 300 feet away. Like, and, but it was in her direction. So her dad was like, you know, and I was just like, oh, yeah. And I turned to the other direction. It's fine. We have a great relationship now, but you make weird decisions when you have fireworks. It's fun, but enough yes, about you that. Do. Enough about that. Uh, who would like to do game releases today? Um, I crickets, have crickets, crickets. <laughs> You're what? I have them all pulled up here. Wonderful. I'll do the stay in gaming if you want. <laughs> cool. Alright, um, first on the list, we have quite a few here. Uh, starting with July 7th, Catherine Full Body. This is a visual novel that released on the PS4 and a console I'd never heard of, the PS Vita, back in Feb 2019. <laughs> um, and it's finally come to the Switch now, July 7th, 2020. Um, like it, I mean, full body is probably like, you know, the definitive edition pretty much. It but is a remake, like, remake enhanced port of the 2011 game. Uh, I was going to say, PlayStation 2 or a PS3? Uh, yeah, the original Catherine was in 2011. Audience stay in audience, bitch. Sorry, uh, I had somebody uh, jumping from the chat trying to give uh, first thoughts. Um, the next we have NASCAR Heat 5, July 7th, PS4, Xbox One, PC. The only racing franchise or sports franchise that definitely needs your support right now because they actually care about people, nobody else does. Next we have Super when uh, Super Liminal, Super Liminal, Super Liminal. Um, Press the digitation. Super Liminal is a puzzle game uh, that came out in 2019 for uh, the Windows, and now it's getting ported over to PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. The last three games, including Super Liminal, coming out July 7th. Starting July 9th, we have a game called CrossCode, which is an action uh, ARPG, action role-playing game developed by Radical Fish. Um, it came out in 2018 for Linux, Mac, and Windows, and now we're getting the PS4, Switch, and Xbox One release. Hmm. Very cool. Next, we've got Very Bloodstained cool. Curse of the Moon 2, which is a follow-up sequel to Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which is a uh, basically a Metroidvania-style uh, game. Very retro-looking um, side-scroller um, hack-and-slash uh, that came out in 2018. Curse of the Moon 2 was announced last month and actually just is going to drop on the 10th of July. PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. So if you're into retro-style Metro Metroidvanias, um, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 is coming out. Nice. Next, we what? have Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise, July 10th, Nintendo Switch. This is a follow-up to a horror survival game, also called Deadly Premonition, uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Um, and I really couldn't find too much about it. Uh, hang on here. Uh, in the year 20 2005, FBI agent York visits Lechar, a small town in New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, where he encounters a mysterious serial murder case alongside his friend, Zach. Cool. That's the blurb. Um, it's it's weird because Deadly Premonition, like, uh, 
was really mixed results when it came out uh because the u.s fucking hated it for some reason but like europe and asia was like yeah it's a pretty good game and it's almost bizarre because uh very few times have uh there been something like that where it's like uh like japanese oriented games you know often don't back in the day anyways never reached the u.s because they were afraid it wouldn't reach uh, american audiences and so you think a horror game that would reach the american audience would be like yeah it's okay it's good uh you know we'll welcome it up but uh yeah uh a lot of american media hated that game so much well it was just loved everywhere like uh the to put it in perspective uh for ign uh, over in the uk uh they gave it a 7.5 out of 10 us they gave it a 2.0 like it was that like atrociously diverse in opinions and so the idea that dead uh deadly premonition is coming out the second one uh it's just like holy shit okay that's that's interesting like uh, sorry just wanted to give a quip um and then following on again on the 10th of july f1 2020 ps4 xbox one pc and google stadia another uh yearly racing game release um, and then last on the list is Sword Art Online Alicization Lycoris, July 10th, PS4, Xbox One, PC. This is apparently anime to video game style kind of game, uh, which we saw with um, Dragon Ball Kakarot. Um, so if you're a fan of Sword Art Online and you like JRPGs, this is your game. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Uh, yeah, then next we have, after our wonderful releases uh we have this day in gaming which uh will be july 6th take it away tyler hell yeah uh so there was a uh, special uh event that happened in uh 2017 today uh so july 4th uh 2017 for uh, the nintendo switch uh it was the uh premiere like uh the test run to introduce people to splatoon 2 uh, came out uh, as of three years before Splatoon 2 came out, I think, like some like a month later. Uh, but uh, much like ARMS, uh, Splatoon 2 was one of those, like, we're going to give you a weekend to enjoy yourselves. Uh, here's this game for free. Here's, you know, a very limited uh, test run that was going to happen. Uh, beyond that, I couldn't find anything that was, like, sticking out, like, too crazy besides, like... Final Fantasy 7 came out for the fucking phone, Android, uh, to the world in 2016. There was, a, there was an Origins uh, expansion that came out, uh, Liliana's Song, but that's like, I don't know. It's an expansion for, I don't know. You're right. Yeah, I looked through that list, man. It was barren. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of, like, it's weird because there's a lot of names where I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. But then it's like, oh, it's just dlc for some shit or like, like a on. port yeah. to wii like i think sonic the hedgehog 2 got a genesis port to wii you know like cool. i'll give a shout out to crackdown 2 for the xbox 360 that would uh probably be a big one for groups that aren't us essentially it's like has have any of you played a crackdown uh, crackdown game then that solves that little mystery right there doesn't it <laughs> yes and that's all of uh game releases huh uh, I, I'm scrolling down as fast as I can, but honestly, yes. Yeah, no, uh, I looked yes. through it too while Nick was doing releases, and I was just like, man, crap. It's I mean, there's some, but like you said, most like most of them are like ports or games that we don't play, so um, or like app releases of classic games. Oh, I thought you were about to say ass. I'm like, damn, Glenn. No, Ooh. no, no, no. <laughs> I think there was a mass. Yeah, effect, there's a bunch of ass infiltrator out here. Came out. Oh no, you know, yes. Anyway, um, cool. Do we have any final thoughts for everyone before we end the show here? 
Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Don't blow off your fucking fingers like an idiot. And if you do, at least you know, post it on Twitter so you can you know, serve as an example or something. <laughs> what is it? The demotivator calendar? It says it could be the purpose of your life is to serve as a warning for others. And it just shows the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dad loved those demotivator calendars. He's very sarcastic and dry. So uh, wonderful. Nick, do you have anything that you'd like to say before we? No. Closing really. thoughts on the day? Uh, I mean, be nice to each other. Really. Don't be Agreed. assholes. Especially with, I, I do think, um, I don't remember, a big member of the World of Warcraft community um, who struggled with depression uh, left this world pretty recently. Um, it's, uh, especially with everything going on and people being more, somebody said something that was very interesting and they said, I think because of COVID and isolation and being stuck inside, we are forced to deal with ourselves a lot more than we used to. So a lot of people's demons are coming out and they're having to deal with them and a lot of people it's positive in personal growth realms and in other ways it's very very hard um not always good for some people but in more ways than not personal growth is hard uh so being kind and being there for those around you is very important right now so i think that's really really insightful and important just to be there for people even if it just um, means you know sending them a text and saying that you appreciate them stuff like that little things that being said, um, please do check in on your friends because suicide tends to happen in clusters. So, yes. Um, yeah, I mean... Especially because it seems as though this specific person was very, very influential and actually helped a lot of people through a lot of hard times. And so when somebody who has been there for people decides that they need to end their journey, uh, a lot of times it makes those people that were helped by that person question their own place. So... Yeah. Just be kind. Right. Be kind. It's important right now for more reasons than one. I didn't even know him. I'm no. not going to lie. I didn't no, know there him. Was, I, he was a big WoW streamer. There's, they did a huge like memorial in a cathedral there, Horde and Alliance alike, for him. It was a pretty wonderful show of how much he meant to even just that community because he's done a lot of streaming for a long time. So I, I cried. Mm -hmm. Like, it was bizarre because I when i heard the news you know just random checked it while i was on lunch and i'm you know i'm still three hours from home i see that news i don't not just that news i saw the fact that a shithead decided to be the person to push him to what he you know you make oh, your really? own decisions but yes it was a fucking person who messed you know was in the comments and gave that final push i like i went to bed thinking like what that person must have wreckful i'm gonna say his name you know his because he, yep. he deserves to give some fucking recognition yeah what had to guy. have gone to his head everything every fucking single day and just to watch your fucking day get pushed down by somebody else every single fucking time because they don't understand that their words mean something to you yep. and just watching that and then somebody being a fucking dickhead to him and then a couple hours later, he takes his own life. Mm -hmm. Just, yes. Uh, well, it's the importance of trying to counteract troll culture, in my opinion, because that person may not have been doing anything out of the norm. They may not have meant it in any personal way, but it doesn't matter because you don't control like, how people take your words. They, You say things and you are putting it out there. And if somebody's struggling with something and you're like, 
ripping on them or trying to push them because you think it's funny and they actually like, struggle with suicidal depression, that is so unbelievably cold and heartless, even if you don't see I'm, it that way. I'm guessing it was for like legal reasons or whatnot that Twitter left uh, like the statements up just to make sure because if somebody like in the US telling somebody to essentially kill themselves is that's inciting uh, you know suicide that's illegal mm-hmm. in the US uh, there was a girl that did that uh, to her boyfriend in the US and she got charged with manslaughter and so um, because of that I'm assuming murder. that's why it was left up like Glenn I was gonna leave this topic alone because this has incited a lot of emotional anger sadness and sorrow that's made me fucking shaky like well, it's important to recognize that. I don't think you should have to set that aside. That's this. Well, we do that. We are, you know, as much as we are on the small end of it compared to reckless, like we reckless, right? Reckful. 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 There we go. Reckless is a player for name is Byron. The Legends team. Byron. Yeah. For, he has been much more prominent than we are, but we still stream. We still put our hearts and our personalities out there. To be judged you know and we may not be as harshly judged as some people are because we're not so big but i think it's important to see these sort of things and recognize how words get impact you over a long period of time even if you know because i what i looked through his twitter afterwards because i was like yeah. was this guy showing any signs of these sort of feelings and all of the people his picture looks so fucking happy and, with his mom or his grandmother just like yeah. it looks so fucking serene what's well, like when you see chester from lincoln park the day before he took his own life he looked happy he was at a birthday party he was fine you know well, quote unquote fine people, <laughs> i yeah. think the big thing is uh yeah. they say that when when you're at that level of sorrow your only thing that you try to do at that point is to try to make other people happy mm-hmm. like uh that, that was Robin a, a big uh track yeah, Robin Williams is a big example of that, where, like, their happiness no longer matters, so they do what they can to make other people happy. Just to, you know, leave a lasting impression. But yeah, when I when I discovered this, that, you know, some guy posted a comment and caused this guy to end his life. And not only that, uh, before he, Twitter took him down, you know, somebody pointed out, I was like, hey, are you fucking happy with what you did? The guy that said it initially said, yeah, I don't care. Like... What, what, what level of mental health do you have to be in to not care that troll culture being a fucking edgelord like that is acceptable? Like It's not. And I think that's why it's important that we, with our limited amount of influence, try to spread love, acceptance, kindness, and uh, mindfulness about what we say and what we do. Because that is, it's permeating when you see fans of specific people that think it's okay, you know, to do those things that if they've feel they've fostered a culture around their persona and i won't name any specific streamers but there are some who fostered a culture of saying things like that and it being okay not just okay but accepted and encouraged and then they go and do that thing in other channels and crap like this happens and people are surprised that they don't care it's because they've been conditioned to believe that it's fine it's like fucking 12 year olds who play so much Fortnite or watch Fortnite streams and go poggers at the dinner table. Like mm-hmm. it, they, they create this own vortex of like this ecosystem where people start to, as you say, condition themselves that when they shoot out of that fucking vortex and get to a different place where it's totally against the norm, uh, what you're saying is in fact wrong. They don't understand why that's weird. And it's so bizarre that, like, a, it, you could go in a thousand different directions with, uh, like, maybe this uh, person is in such a poor mental health that, you know, they obviously need to seek therapy if they're going to go and encourage somebody. Like, fucking, uh, 
what, what, I was talking about this with Nick, uh, about the person that plays uh, Abby in The Last of Us uh, 2. Oh, yeah, uh, Laura Bailey. Yeah, she's been Laura, absolutely she's been destroyed on social media. Yeah. Because yep. people hate her character. Yeah. Not because of her. She hasn't well, kicked a dog or but anything. They've liter- I've seen posts where they've said they want to come to her house and kill her real-life child. Are you because fucking they, kidding me? It's a video They game. don't understand that like, she voice acts a character who they don't like. They're like, I'm going to kill you if you kill Ellie. It's like, she didn't kill Ellie. There's no... I'm sorry, uh, for the record, I want to say for the record, that wasn't a spoiler. No one kills Ellie as far as I'm aware. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ellie... Uh, <laughs> Uh, does more killing uh, than anybody here me and tyler have been very vocal i want to give you a chance to say something if you want yes i mean at the very least the only thing i can expect from people is to mind their own fucking business like even right now what's happening is people are dogpiling on alinity like oh yeah because alinity recently came up in some drama in a drama scuffle with a bunch of other streamers yeah so so because of that um she also put out a video like she was saying on stream she like whether or not you want to believe it is one thing, but she's, you know, she's worked with law enforcement when it came down to like her animal abuse, um, alleg- you know, accusations. And I, we'd have to say that legally accusations, um, uh, you know, she'd work, she was openly working with law enforcement with the investigations. Uh, she did this, she explained her side, she apologized and she's trying to be better. Um, at least this is what she's trying to do. And like, I think people should just mind their own fucking business moving past that because now it's getting difficult for her for to even do like what she does. And like, it's, it's like, we're well past the point of having thick skin. Like there's a difference between people being trolls and people telling you to take your own life. There's a there's a big difference between constantly hearing people's like your content is trash versus you should kill yourself on a regular basis. Those are very two different sentiments and messages that are sent. If somebody's right. telling you your content is trash, like sure that'll fucking suck. But it'll like all right, cool, you don't like my content. But if enough people tell you, where it's a significant amount of people tell you to take kill yourself, like it just makes you feel like you're alone and nobody actually likes you. Right, because once people say your content is trash, it's disassociating disassociating your content from the person you are, meaning that you're fine, but your content is shit that you're making and producing, so it's not you. Um, so there's a big difference, and it's very important the semantics that people use. And like, I just want people to leave other people. It's not that difficult to just mind your own business. It takes zero energy to see something that you don't like and not say anything about it. Stop being a piece of shit. Merry Christmas. Like. That's all I got to say at this point. Yep. So baseline. I, I, I wish I could kind. expand that into a thousand fucking words at this point. Like you could say that in 13 different ways to each and every situation that's been going on. It just boils down to stop being a piece of fucking with, shit. With Alinity specifically, it's like we don't want to support her because of the things she's done. She shouldn't be on the platform. That's fine. Appeal to those people who make those decisions. Leave her alone because she's trying yeah. to explain her side. She's just trying to live. She's right? trying to make recompense. She's trying to do the right thing and fix her. Whether or not it's for her own personal reasons because she needs to keep making money and stay on the platform, it doesn't matter. She's trying really to reform herself. She's trying to reform herself, and that's all that should matter. Honestly, because I was we're not pissed when that ch- happened. But yeah, we're not giving people a chance anymore to like um, prove themselves. You know, or like change. Somebody- yeah, if somebody yeah. makes a mistake and they're like, okay, I fucked up, I'm going to come back and try again. For the most part, we're not giving them um, 
the chance to. Like, uh, I had this discussion with Tyler yesterday to some extent when it came to Lono, Saint Order Rage, and all the stupid, horrible shit he's done to friends in the Destiny community. Like, they said all of this specifically because they felt uncomfortable having him in the community. They never wanted him to, like, not do what he's doing. They just want him to leave that space. They're like, you're not welcome here anymore, right? They're like, just leave us alone, and he wouldn't even do that. So it's just kind of like, you don't deserve a chance now. Because you've been given a chance to do whatever you want to do elsewhere. So, yeah, I mean, bottom, just mind your own fucking business. Like, really, it's, it's not that hard to just, if, I mean, I'm not talking about turning a blind eye to social injustices. I'm talking about somebody saying, I like this game, even though you hate that game. Mind your own business, it doesn't matter. They're enjoying right. something that you don't enjoy, that's fine. Doesn't make it It's that any old adage, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Just shut the fuck you know, up, move on, get a froyo, or so. I don't know what you do in your free time. Get if a you see some, I'd like. A, I don't even know. What the fuck is a froyo? Just, just is that frozen yogurt. yogurt? Yeah. Just okay. Mind, mind your own business. Uh, and the problem is also I'm like. Glad I understood that. There's no, um, as somebody uh, pointed out in chat, crusading cheese friends of mine. Um, there's no accountability for people saying all this stupid shit on the internet. They're so disconnected from the actual impact that their actions might have. Oh, yeah, keyboard warriors. And, like, yeah, keyboard like, warriors and the anonymity. Yeah. Like, I it, guarantee you, if they had to walk up to that person, they would never say half the vile crap that they say. Because there's, like you said, there's a wall. There's anonymity. I can just delete my username if I'm uncomfortable enough, and no one will ever hear from me again. You know, like... It's it's a double-edged know. sword for that kind of concept, like, uh, the... Uh, anonymity or whatever you want to call it it allows people who have social anxiety to speak up for themselves the problem with that though is double-edged sword one is you know razor thin for those people and the other side where toxicity can bloom is fucking like triple buster blade levels where it's <laughs> so fucking heavy so it's like it can you even argue with that at that point because the cost of what that fucking chance for that troll to say whatever they want and th now they're gone they're gone it's like well, um, at least you could speak your mind. Yep. Merry Christmas, by the way. Yeah. So, all in all, everyone that's listening, please be kind to those around you. Mind your own business. If you're not going to say something that lifts somebody up, then just shut up. Um, because, and in the, on that vein, give people a chance to change. Um, because nobody's past changing. Um, lead with compassion. So, lead with compassion. Absolutely. Um, Merry Christmas. Counter counter troll culture boys and girls let's just get rid of it uh ctc i don't mind trolling with my friends but i'm gonna ctc yeah counter troll culture but with that being said uh also don't be a dick wear a mask um so that europe will open its borders back up to the united states um yeah, that shouldn't wash so your you hands your fucking fuck yeah there you go lead with compassion tyler wash your hands you beautiful human being <laughs> whoa whoa i said fucking fucks wash your hands or blow it off because you don't know how to use gunpowder in your fireworks <laughs> yes so kindness compassion wash your hands wear a mask um and we uh so where can we find you on twitter tyler or, find me yeah, the, on the internet with some twitter of the things i want to say <laughs> uh but if, if you want to you know dm me directly saying tyler why are you so angry right now uh you can find me on twitter two times tyler Fuck you, I love you. Go to the McDonald's. Enjoy your Christmas. Don't be a shithead. Where can we find you, Nick? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at LRThe11th, all letters. And you can also find me on Instagram and Twitch at LRE11. Can't wait till the day well, you get you that other one. Uh, you can Ooh. find me on, yeah, whenever you're able to get LR11 on everything, I'll be so happy for you because that's just beautiful. Waiting. Marketing. 
Waiting. Yeah, same. I'm waiting for somebody to get their account deleted because it's been inactive for four years. Has to be inactive for five. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitch at Glenn Houston. Glenn with two N's. Houston looks like Huston. And on Twitch at Razeth, R-A-E-Z-E-T-H, uh, for lots of game shenanigans. Uh, and you can find us as a network uh, on Twitter at CMQ Network. Um, you can nice. email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com if you'd like to ask questions, uh, oh, if yeah. you have any concerns, if you, you know, maybe you, I don't know, anything that you can think of, you can just send us an email. Are you having a great day and you want to show us a picture of a puppy? Great. Wonderful. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at Casual Master Quest. And if you're really interested, there should be a link on our Twitter page for our Discord, where we, uh, you know, talk about everything from Animal Crossing turnip prices to, oh, you know, yeah. things we can do to help stop social injustice. Turnip it's prices. a very wide, a wide range of things that we're going to talk about on there. But also, you know, you get a chance to play some games with us. We do some, we have some voice chats and play games. We also have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we cleverly swap two words in our name and is Casual Quest Masters instead of Casual Master Quest, uh, featuring uh, Tyler um, in a new, Tyler, Nick, and Brandon in a new season Thank which you. just started yesterday. Um, Tyler as um, a, uh, oh my gosh, do you guys want to tell them who your characters are real quick? Just like name, race, class, real quick? Sure. Barnabas Von Swallow, a fucking a, moron. A human Much, fighter. <laughs> <laughs> so me in real life, except a little bit sh- uh, taller. A little bit taller. And then Nick, who are you playing? Um, Thorad Wildtongue Valnugoni, a um, Goliath Druid Ranger. Um, not at all related to Vol Stormstriker Valnugoni. <laughs> Nick, I Only got to the bit. point in the in the podcast, and I, uh, lastly, Brandon Thresher, who can't speak as plain who plays as Olive, Olive who, a rock, a, uh, a mountain gnome uh, artificer. Uh, Nick, I want to say when I was editing, I didn't get the chance to hear this. Maybe it was just in the shuffle, but hearing in the action where I heard you started muttering to yourself, I had to raise the volume, and when I heard it, you're like, oh god, I'm dealing with one of these people. Oh fucking lord, no. Uh, <laughs> and like, you started, you started saying that as you realized that, like, uh, I think, uh, Barney was holding the uh, halberd saying, my lord, <laughs> you must be the chosen one. <laughs> and you're like, oh, <laughs> to the way you delivered that line was probably the most actory thing I've heard you say. And just the way you're like, this is pure regret. I don't want to be Child here. It almost felt like you really didn't want to be there. I'm just kidding. Please don't say <laughs> that. You- <laughs> but as but you can tell, was, the passion was- on the team is very high for this. <laughs> like, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. So we and we also have all of the episodes from season one available anywhere you can find podcasts um, on the same place that you would find uh, these podcasts, just titled CQM instead of CMQ. Um, so episode so thirty six episodes I think was season one, um, and we did a nice little time jump. So if you want to jump in now, you won't be too far behind on exactly what's going on. Uh, it's a good right. place to start listening. So we'd love to join us, but. Um, I guess uh, that'll be it for episode 106 of Casual Master Quest. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, be kind, lead with care and love, wear a mask, and uh, don't forget. Don't to be a shit Stop bag. the grind. <laughs> that too. Stop the grind. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. I love you.
The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.